Welcome back to another episode of Movie Man. Then I'm one of your hosts, Damian. With me, as always, my co-host. It is you. How are you doing? Um, Damian, it's been so long. Been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Not to the viewers though. No. Because we've we've been consistent. No. Yeah. Despite not being in the same country for yeah. about two weeks. Or, or not seeing each other for weeks on end. Yeah. yeah. We've been consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and joining us today is a very special guest. Uh, he comes to us from the world of filmmaking, and more specifically, the world of local filmmaking. Right. Uh, we have Mr. Kurt Wright in the Movie Man Dem podcast studio. Kurt, how are you doing today? Wait, hang on. This is Movie Man Dem podcast. Movie Man yeah. Shoot, I'm in the wrong place. I thought this was, this was about food and cooking. My, oh, my bad. Oh, oh, man. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Burger Man Dem podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that's yeah. separate podcast. That's like two do. roads down. That's two roads it's, down. It's cool. filmed in the other office. Actually. I mean, since you're here, you can just spin a yarn and then we'll drop you off to the Burger Man Dem. No problem. Sounds good. Sounds okay. good. All right, cool, great. cool, cool. cool. Uh, but Kurt is here. Since he's here by accident, um, he did happen to work on a little movie that uh, is currently number one in the world. That's true. Bob Marley, One Love. Yes, sir. Um, it has a little number bit of... Number One Love. Uh, number One Love. Number yeah. One Love. It has a bit of significance for us here because if you hadn't noticed, we are a Jamaican podcast. We're Jamaican yeah, people. Yeah, we vaguely mention that throughout, the, throughout this. Yeah, vaguely. Episode. It's not like it was the entire hook of the podcast. Yeah. To have a film It's not podcast. like we can say we are the best movie podcast in Jamaica. Yeah. Like, just very clearly and not have anybody come for us. Yeah, the only competition <laughs> that we had were our old or podcasts. Our selves. Or, yeah, or, or that, that, old, that have old died. Podcast, yeah. we, we became our... We actually were a acquisition and merger. You that's know? true. We've, true, we've monopolized. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Warner Brothers. For <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. It's a um, good competition to have those two. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, Kurt is here to, to tell us a little bit about his time on the Bob Marley Wonder production and also a little bit about himself, um, his stories as a director, as a filmmaker. Um, so we're going to get into One Love in a second. But um, since Kurt is here, I want to just jump in and ask him straight up. Can you tell me anything about the progress of Origins, or is that too tight-lived for you to say anything Wow, we got it. All right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> because I, I just want people to know, if, you, if you've never heard of Origins, it was originally a short film, mm-hmm. um, and then it was retrofitted to be a pilot for a series. Is that correct? Retrofitted as in like reshot, completely right. rewritten. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was done as a pilot. So yeah, retro, I like the term, retrofitted. Yeah. And um, you showed the pilot at the JAFTA shot list. Shot list, yeah. Last up year. in Hope Gardens. Yeah. yeah. So I got a chance to see it there. And I have to say, it, it was like, this is the kind of thing that I wanted to see when I was a kid. Because it's, it's, it's a, taking Jamaican folklore, um, these kind of legends and mythology from Jamaican history, and putting it into this kind of contemporary action-adventure kind of thing. Like, I felt like I was watching... Marvel's Jamaica, basically, right. in watching <laughs> Origins. Um, so I know that it's it's not an easy feat getting that kind of stuff together. So I just was curious, since you're here, I could get you on mic just to tell me, like, where is that? And if is there any progress on it? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, um, within the past two weeks, we've been having a couple of different conversations about it. Nice. Because the pilots, the pilot obviously has been done. We've been working on the pitch deck, the Bible, all that kind of stuff. And we're approaching finishing that. 
but uh, I was talking to someone the other day. I'll leave their name out of it just in case I go call them name, you know, road. But <laughs> name names. Uh, I, I want to, but then they'll just cost me later. Like send people in their direction. Um, <laughs> but they had a, a really great suggestion because the reality is, is that the pitch pilot was shot with, you know, two Sony A7S2s, a mm-hmm. couple of aperture lights. We're really proud of it. I mean, that doesn't yeah. take away from it. But at the same time, when you talk about even the standards that, say, for instance, Netflix have on a technical level, that's right, right. Um, no matter how much they liked it, chances are they weren't going to put that specific. We'd have to redo it, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so the thing is, you know, I was talking to this person and they were saying to me, you know, well, listen, rather than have it either sitting there in limbo or waiting for the chance to, say, go to like a LA, go start knocking down doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still a 45-minute pilot. We have a really good trailer that I'm very proud of, and I mean, it's only a minute long, so mm-hmm. I can just as easily show that to you and be like, this sums up the idea. Mm-hmm. But um, their thought was to potentially release what we have so far as a web series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not against that, because mm-hmm. at the same time, I've uh, to be honest with you, and this is why I say it's so funny that you brought this up now, because within the past two weeks... I've rewatched the pilot. I've found my cut points and stuff. And right. I was actually just talking to Noel, my producer, about dealing with that, you know, this week and, and cutting it into different episodes. So um, that's something that hopefully we can look in the near future because uh, I really, really do want what you said about, you know, seeing it and mm-hmm. feeling like this is the sort of thing that you wish you had as a kid. Yeah. For me, that's that's a lot of the issue, and that's that's how origins got created because we genuinely feel like we have so many awesome stories and so many legends. The mythology in Jamaica is so rich and so deep, and then yet still, you know, all of these other projects keep coming down here from overseas. Yeah, and you know, we're being you know represented by other people, or it's being run by other people, or the heads of departments are other people, and it's all well and good. Our industry needs to grow. I've yeah. seen mm-hmm. the film crews myself. You know, we've all learned a hell of a lot over the past two years alone. Yeah. But at the same time, my my ideal thought for Origins or any project that, that I would be doing, as a matter of fact, would be it's it's fine we have the, the Jamaican crew. 85% of the people is Jamaican crew. Mm-hmm. You want to fly down some heads of departments for some special effects, VFX, that right. kind of thing that we do, we're not, you know, too, too fully versed in out here just yet. Fine. But after season two, mm-hmm. it would be great to just know that this is 100% us now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So ideally, the idea is now to take Origins, hopefully plant a bit of a flag for just the idea on a whole. Uh, the Jamaican government just put out the the film fund, the announcement for the film fund yes. that's going to mm-hmm. be starting up in March now. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Well, Kurt, here is my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Write a book for Origins. You cannot play Jack, Bam. How that <laughs> become a bestseller? Okay, okay. Jeffrey yeah. Bezos hears this. Easy he goes, thing. Mm, Easy thing. I will fund any fucking bestseller of a fantasy novel. Yeah. Tutu's boom bam. Cool, cool. You, Amazon will pick it up. I yeah. don't know why. Jeffrey Bezos loves him a fantasy. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing, by the way? Fantasy yeah. Jeffrey yeah, Bezos is a big fan of Movie Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he gets a bit too road in the comments. But, um, big up yourself, fine. Jeff. Yeah. Um, no. I'll get on that this weekend. I think I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll write the book this weekend. I can have it tweaked by Most Wednesday. Up, and yeah, cool. Good yeah. idea. It, it's also like, you know, talk about wanting everything to be in-house, but... Man, I it is so difficult to get people talking about uh, Jamaican film projects. You know, like whenever you see things like the shot list, it's like you can see it's this very, very vibrant community of people trying to get things yeah, off the ground and, and work together. 
But then when I talk to anybody who is not in the circle or not even just outside the circle, it's like they don't know that these things are going on. So it's hard to get any kind of uh, kind of investment from you know private companies or anything like that to to kind of guarantee that they're gonna see their money's worth because yeah. they don't see the proof in the audience and it's it's hard to make it a sell for mm -hmm. filmmaking. So I mean it's true, but I also think at the same time like we. The audience is not something that we're having a problem, say, building. Like every mm -hmm. every Jamaican, no matter regardless of age, wants to see more local content. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm old enough that I grew up with Lime Tree Lane. I'm just gonna <laughs> let the crickets chirp in there for a second. Yeah. Chris Johnny Daly, big up yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I'm I'm old enough to have been familiar with that. But then you know, you had Lime Tree Lane, you had Royal Palm Estate. Royal Palm Estate turned into what the Blackburns. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, it's it's really just been a bunch of dancing dynamites, like with all due respect to that. But let's be real, yeah. it's easier to do financially do a dancing dynamites yeah. than to do a show that even even a Blackburns, for instance. I mean Blackburns, Royal Palm Estate, Lime Tree Lane. What all of these things have in common is that Lime Tree Lane, you build the set and you go to the set every day. Yeah. You know, the Blackburns, yeah, they went to a couple of little different places, same thing with Royal Palm Estate, but the reality we're is... We're going to the house. It's, it, we're going to the house, you know, and then the house was owned by Lenny Littlewhite. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. And it's mm -hmm. just so... That, that's the thing. But once you start talking about it, and people don't... You know, I, I get into the same conversation in terms of uh, music videos and commercials and stuff, which I also do, plug, right. plug. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, people will say to you, you know, how much do you charge to do a music video? Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that, you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, well, you, you want to know what the budget is, but the people don't understand how much the budget, the idea reflects the budget. Right. Yeah. So right. I can't tell you, oh, well, I'm, I'm music Every video. Every music video costs 20,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every do single you, one. Do you have 10 grand? You have 10 grand and money for parties? Like, excellent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, are we just shooting a music video with you and two lights in your backyard? Mm -hmm. Or do you need like 15 dancing girls, the road to Portland, and a sexy Jeep to right. be driving? The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, what do you need for your music video? That's what's going to determine your budget. I've dropped my own cost in order to make an idea mm -hmm. come across right. in a music video before. Yeah. But people just seem to think that there's this kind of magical set number that a music video costs, boom. An ad costs, boom. Mm. An ad with two people in it, in a kitchen. Sure, that's mm -hmm. fine. But you cannot expect a backyard party where we're barbecuing mm -hmm. chicken and cooking food and picking a run up and down and mm -hmm. fire blowers and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's it's obviously not in the same bracket. Yeah, yeah, it's not in know? the same universe. And that's also one of the issues that we have out here as filmmakers. Well, mm -hmm. Filmmakers on a whole, I mean, the main thing is trying to find the money. You can right. have the best idea in the world. Right. You can beg bar on teeth as much as you want mm -hmm. to, but you know, will your drug dealer slash scammer friend pay for it? I mean, no, what? listen, I mean, listen, if you got that hookup, man, use yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do they need to wash some money? <laughs> sure, come, but, come right on. But at the end of the day, the thing is that, like, regardless of where the money is coming from, the, re the reality is that the crew needs to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just simple little Party things. Party price like goes that. up every day. Yeah. The, the, the crew needs to eat. Yeah. There's only so many sponsorships that mothers can do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I have been sponsored by mothers in the past. So, yeah. We we at Movie Man would not mind being sponsored by mothers. Anybody who is there listening out there, Bam Bing brings things every week. I'm it's sure he stuff. would not mind bringing snacks and things from mothers. So. If Devon House would simply call me, like I would. <laughs> so I so I'm here making a pitch to mothers, and right, immediately right. you're talking about Devon House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mothers has just shut the door on. This us. is this is and, why. And Devon House is insulted by our disloyalty. We can make two packages, Damon. <laughs> so so we're gonna split this episode. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a mothers sponsorship yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother's, version mother's and a one for Devon. House. Right. Um, but you talked a little bit about, you know, location being a factor and, and, you know, that 
depending on what it is that you want to make. Um, but I'm looking at your IMDb, and you're one of our only guests that, that has a, a, a functional IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's been two other persons. But basically, anything in the last five to ten years that has had any kind of footage in Jamaica, I'm seeing you're a part of. Yeah. Busy um, man, that person. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm seeing No Time to Die, um, Top Boy, Luke Cage, Netflix's mm-hmm. Luke Cage, uh, mm-hmm. Idris Elba's Yardy. Um, so, you know, like there's there's that conversation as well when it comes to filmmaking in Jamaica that uh, international projects they will use Jamaica for the landscape and and that provides the opportunities. Um, but you know, and from the conversations that I have with other filmmakers, I know that there's there's just if you could have that asset where you could make use of what is in your own backyard already without without it needing to be where they bring the equipment and they bring all the funding if you could just get that yourself you could make something just as good in the the because it's the same environment exactly. you even have Absolutely, more access yeah. to it you you have more knowledge of it you yeah know? yeah um yeah so it's uh, well, we, we mean, just need more like film internal film infrastructure right is, is yeah absolutely it's it's, it's it's about the infrastructure um and you know again it, it for me it'll always come back to the funding right because at the end of the day that matters you know what i mean like even if you wanted say for instance a completely say you wanted like a 95 percent jamaican story but you wanted like some internet you had the opportunity mm-hmm. suppose idris elba said that you know like yo like i'd come back and i'd do something right. you know what i mean Hint, hint. nudge, nudge, big dress. No, no, that was not. <laughs> definitely was not supposed to be. But, um, but the reality is, you know, there's there's other things you need to bring in people. You know what I mean? And 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 the funding, the funding is always always a thing. Um, I don't think that equipment, and I mean, maybe somebody would would argue with me or or correct me on this. I I feel like equipment is is less and less of a problem. Yeah. Um, when I'm on set. On bigger things, we worked on some stuff for HBO last year, mm-hmm. um, stuff for Hulu, uh, stuff for Netflix. The majority of, say, the lighting that mm-hmm. I saw going up was either apertures or aperture equivalent lights. Okay. So at the end of the day, you know, it's it, it's less of a power draw, whether you're using generators or you're in somebody's house. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lighter equipment. It's easier to mm-hmm. move around and shift. Mm-hmm. So and, and you Spring know, it's, in a box exactly. And, it, and it's LEDs. You know what I mean? So everybody's kind of getting this technology. We're right, getting more yeah. and more access to the technology. Yeah, the barrier has, has the barrier is definitely yeah. lowering. Yeah. It's just it, the funding. It's it, we just have to we need like a, a South Korea come to Jesus moment where the government just gets up and said, "Listen, niggas, here's a bag of money. Yo, Please start doing something right now." But remember, you know that the South Korea thing also has its downsides because when you try to find out how much those actors are being paid, well, that's a different. Yeah, thing. like I mean, Netflix is fl- like I never start, I never watched or had any interest in watching South Korean content till about right. maybe six years ago. Right. When all of a sudden every other program on yeah. Netflix yeah. was like Gyeongsung Creature or right. you know what I mean, like like something like that. And I'm yeah, like, well, well, we, okay, we did episode. I I just randomly saw Old Boy in like 2009, and I was just like, "Do y'all have more of this?" And it turns out exactly, yes, they do in fact. exactly, <laughs> they, they, we have a whole stock full. Yep. Exactly. But then you remember that whole debacle the other day with like Netflix not paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here is five dollars. Yeah, but it's kind of <laughs> like yeah, but it, that's not Netflix's fault. That's yeah. that's somebody that's, organized that's, for your yeah. contract over in that's Korea. Not Union over in Korea. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's them, a yeah. personal problem yeah. that that sucks, and you need to fix it. But it's kind of hard to blame mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah, you know. So you're, you're tapping on something as well, though, because it, 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 I'm, I'm thinking of um, recent stories like um, the Godzilla minus one film that just mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. from Japan, right. and the the budget for it 
is has been contested. Because right. initially the, the were, director's just like no director jokingly said like I'm not gonna tell the budget because yeah. next meeting I go in, they'll tell me that's what they're gonna pay me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But but there was an initial story that said this amazing looking, probably best looking Godzilla film in years only cost fifteen million dollars to make. Right. Um and then you know you have that, that, that's some sweatshop CGI work. That, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> so people are just like, Oh well, why why is it that the Avengers uh, will cost two hundred million dollars, but then Godzilla can cost fifteen, and it's yeah. like, well, you know, maybe people could actually get weekends to see their families when they were working on it. Exactly. I'm not exactly. saying that that was the case on the the set of Godzilla minus one. I'm just saying that you know these things have trade offs. Right. I mean, keep um, in mind, it was the case on the set of things like Spider Verse, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where so that like, was the I mean, thing I was going to say. People straight up quitting that job. You've got you've got. Um, animation projects in the last few years. Um, Sausage Party was one of them. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. the, there was a big scandal about people not being paid properly and working overtime. And basically, like, the, the same kind of development crunch that video games get into. Yeah, they, that was happening with animation. Um, and and so much so that he, he Seth Rogen learned from that experience and went into the recent Ninja Turtles movie saying, we're, we, we're not going to do that. Right. Just, I think, mostly because he did not want the bad headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. Like, those headlines come out. The, the difference being that when you, in, in a place like the States, they get so afraid of those headlines that they kind of write the ship. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Amazon, which we, I shouldn't talk about Amazon again, but... Um, there goes your mic. It, it's gone. Just, <laughs> hello? Um, no, but uh, Invincible, the superhero series yeah, that Amazon yeah. does. So they split up this most recent season into yep. two parts and people were very upset about it. I'm one of them, yeah. Right. But I understand why. But you understand why? Because animation, yeah. it's, a, it's very difficult and yeah. it takes a long yeah. time to get it right. So it's either people can't see their families and they don't get treated well uh, and then you get eight episodes one time or it takes a break and then you get to have your entertainment a little bit later than you expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was a big problem this last year with the writers and actors strikes and, and you know the threat of oh, AI absolutely. and yeah. yeah people having to get up and stand up for their rights. Me, I really should have saved that for I, when Bam was here. It would have been a good segue. Oh man, I was yeah. You're right. You missed yeah. out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he gets when he gets back, I'll let him um, join it because Lauren, I think she also watched the film with him. Um, that's the guest who's coming down. So. Uh, I was saving the actual film discussion so when she got down here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just giving myself more work to do. I'm going to have to edit out this whole part. <laughs> um, but you were talking about uh, budgets and, you know, funding for films. And the film that we're talking about today had a budget of $80 million, And on its opening weekend, worldwide, it accumulated... 80 million. It currently stands at 83.4 million dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, it says 29 million of that goes to international. I'm certain like five of that is Jamaica alone because mm-hmm. if you wanted to see another movie in Jamaica in the last oh, shit, week, buddy. if it wasn't Jason Statham's Beekeeper, yeah. you were shit out of luck. Or the other movie about Jamaica migration. The <laughs> other movie about Jamaica <laughs> migration. Going to right. Sandals. <laughs> Every single, almost every single screen had Bob Marley One Love showing at every mm-hmm. single time. Um, I was not in the country when this big release was going on, so I missed the the fervor of people going to see it in in cinemas. Have you seen well, it? Some people went to the premiere, didn't they? Uh, some people did go to the premiere. <laughs> some people saw people at the premiere. Some people <laughs> saw people at the premiere. Hi, Lauren. Hi, David. Speaking on the microphone. How are you? I'm 
all sorts of ill, but let's not talk about that. Hi, ill Derek. in a contagious on the manner. Other side no, 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 of no. The, uh, Your wife just table. bandaged me up because I sliced my finger cutting lettuce. Okay. I also burnt myself curling my hair. Mm-hmm. She got a nice Harry Potter scar. You got to watch cat out for allergies. that lettuce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some dangerous it's, it's, shit. It's a killer, right? They I told us it. about it when we were kids. Kurt, Kurt, you remember me on set? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> me and Kurt had a great time on this set, um, like just like vibing because it was so long and cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see him though. Yeah, you got yeah. a great guest. You I'm, two are I'm glad at least one so person put, enjoyed it. We can put feature and cast and crew in the episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. If you can call that cast, my blue, my gold skirt is the only thing I Listen, saw. Listen, did your gold skirt make it on I, the yes, camera? Yes, I saw the you gold skirt. You in the movie? You are, you are in I the movie. The, the, Lauren, I don't know if you know this, but like the color scheme of the film uses the gold, red, and green quite well. So you're actually important thematically. There you I go. I felt important on there that set. Yeah. There was like how many people on that set, Jared? Like uh, extras. Which, how many extras were well, there? Well, I mean, it depends. Like the concert scenes, we had a little bit over 200 people. Oh, that wasn't but, just like five guys in a blue screen? Uh, you'd, well, they we tried that. We tried that on day one. It was, <laughs> it was as hard as you think it would be. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was the only scene I was in that color scheme. They actually put me in this ugly ass outfit for the airport scene. It was like this yellow, god awful yellow top and this jean skirt. And I was like, you know. And thanks to the magic of crowd duplication. <laughs> yeah. So, like, now so she's in that scene 15 times. There and, you know. <laughs> and hopefully you never see. Control so V. Ugly. Control V. Control V. Control V. Anyway, the next day they gave me this very iconic gold and this navy top and it was just so gorgeous that's the one that went missing from wardrobe oh my god they lost my so luckily I was like can I get a wardrobe swap because it's the ugliest thing and they're like uh no and then they lost my skirt so they ended up changing my whole outfit anyway you should have just demanded the gold one you should have just demanded the gold one in return um, I don't know who was in charge of releasing this film on February 14, but they deserve a good chunk of the money that right. came from this movie. Good because choice, you call mm-hmm. a movie One Love yeah. on Valentine's Day. Yeah, absolutely. That's brilliant. Also doing Reggae Mon. Also, you also know what else came out on that day? As I mentioned before, it was Madame Web, same yeah. day. Ain't nobody going to see that movie. What's Madame Web? Madame Web is the most recent oh, Spider Man. So yeah. Her <laughs> web actually binds us all. <laughs> <laughs> the most obscure Marvel character yeah, like, you could have ever dug up. Yeah. It's a thing. Here's the thing. I I loved Madame Web when I was a kid because if you watch the nineties cartoon, Spider-Man. oh absolutely, she she she, 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 she would just show up randomly, give yeah. Peter Parker shit, and just right. be like, hey, "You ain't shit, Spider Man." Uh, Fuck she you. She would show yeah. up, and her and Doc Ock would like have an argument. And yeah. She's like anyway, I gone go to future stuff now. Right, like, and and right, she would just girl. be like, "Listen, I'm more powerful than anyone in this room. I just choose not to do anything. So right. fuck y'all. I'm going back to my dimension." <laughs> shit, yeah. And that was the best. In this movie, she's just awkward Dakota Johnson, who is funnier in interviews than she is on any movie. Yeah. Dakota Johnson is that fifty. Girl? Yeah, that yep. Fifty Shades girl. Oh, oh you need to you, you <laughs> she, need to watch the interviews with her. She's a great poster, as in like content, really cool, internet content. Yeah. But like her agent hates her with a yeah. burning. <gasps> if if, if I'm scrolling Netflix so and I see Dakota Johnson in a movie, I'm just like, eh, maybe not. If I'm scrolling movies? through Twitter and any I see Dakota Johnson in a in an interview, I'm like, I'm watching that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, she's a very funny. She is unintentionally hilarious. Who's giving her these roles that don't fit her personality? Her agent. Her agent. Yeah. She needs a new agent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this movie released, it makes a huge impact worldwide. And also, there is nothing else coming out in the next two weeks no. until Dune. So this movie is going to clean up house. It's, it's which Dune? Yeah. Dune comes which out one? on the second, so not this weekend, but the following weekend. So that's two whole weeks that um, this movie will have to clean up. Um, 
I did not expect this movie to do as well as it's doing. Really? Honestly. Shame on you. Did not yeah. believe in the, in the good spirit of you people of Jamaica? No, Is it's it? not that I didn't believe in the You didn't believe in Kurt's Jamaica. hard work? I, I, <laughs> listen, there are lots of movies that do really well in Jamaica that don't do well anywhere else. Expendables 4 was in Jamaica for much longer than it should have been. Okay. Oh, but that's um, because Jamaicans love a kick us and anything, and anything where things are exploded. Right, yeah. yeah. So I expected Jamaicans to come out for this movie, despite the fact that several people, even leading up to the release, were just like, them now watch it because it, it, it do have a yardie, um, as Bob. Which is such BS. But yeah. Anyway. I would love to, after you're done, but I'd love to hear his perspective on the casting. And, and like that sort of hang up that people have had that he's not Jamaican. Yeah, well, we'll, well get I into Sir it. Ben yeah. Kingsley did a wonderful job, personally. <laughs> I think. Sir Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> we'll get into it. How, how, how have none of the like half funny, irrelevant talk show hosts not done like a parody because of I'm the Bob Marley trailer I'm, I'm, I'm with, with Ben Kingsley as Kingsley? Because I'm funny. I'm, I'm yeah. pitching it right here. Right like now. SNL, like SNL. Like, yeah, like, 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 give it two weeks. Give it two weeks. Give Yeah. Um, Lauren listens listen to this podcast, right? Lauren, Lauren, apparently Lauren Michaels listens to this as well as Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. yeah. and James Cameron. Really? Yeah. yeah. Lauren, Jeff Bezos so is against well, his own know. will, though, but you know, yeah. still, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah he, he, That's they're really big fans. Amazing, they actually gather together in one room just to, mm-hmm. just to listen to it. They I hit mean, play. They're all besties. And then they get mad at me when I don't post on time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you better post, Damien. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's done really well. Um, so with Kurt being in the room, Right. Um, Bam, what do you think of this movie? Oh, sucks, bro. So, <laughs> hey, man, doesn't change my paycheck. I'm just, I'm just saying, I did my work. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite delighted. Uh, like the a lot of the uh, hating ass niggas diaspora in Jamaica were just like, no, nah, dog, you know, good. Da, 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 da. And yeah. Like, oh, I talk a lame. Da, 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 da. And it comes out, and it was like, this is actually kind of good. Actually. Pretty quality. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. solid. Like I, I think I think anybody who disliked it was was ex- expecting some sort of world changing phenomenon when they're like, no, we're just making a solid, pretty good movie for a person who should have been movified a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, the thing is that it's it's in a lot of ways it's a good thing that it didn't happen many years ago. I mean, I still remember watching like you know Will Smith play Muhammad Ali. Muhammad right. Ali was my dad's hero, kind of yeah. became my hero yeah. growing up. And then you watch the movie and. We'd all seen Will Smith jokingly do like a, you know, Muhammad Ali imitation in like a Fresh Prince mm-hmm. of Bel-Air or something. Mm. I couldn't unsee that when I was watching the movie. <laughs> like, it just looked like Will Smith, Will Smith yeah. you know, doing no, no, a Muhammad no, Ali no, Kingsley you know, impersonation. embodied him. Well. Like, I was not thinking about exactly. anything. I'm like, oh, look, Bob is on screen. Yeah. But, I, but I bring up Will Smith specifically because he at one point was in, you know, like years ago. Like, the Bob Marley movie has been something that's been coming along since before yeah, yeah. I was even in the industry. And yeah. I've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Will Smith at one point in time was in the running to play, play Bob. Bob. Really? You know, well, and it's just well, it, it's it's because he's like what the one person of that skin color that oh, they like <laughs> he's yeah. around in. So because yeah. I mean, it, it would have been him or Michael Ely at a certain point right. in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. I would have taken Michael Ely. I would have taken Michael Ely. Yeah. Michael Ely is a good actor. Oh, no, they 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 yeah, would they, they would have done uh, they would have done uh, Idris and Nelson Mandela were like it doesn't matter skin colors, bro. Just come on. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like it. Any rights of Bob Marley. <laughs> any any figure of the size of Bob Marley eventually is talked about to have a film made after them, especially right. after they've already died, and right. you don't have to worry about what you know what they're gonna say when sure. the movie comes out, Un- unless you're like um, Elton John, who just has the Straight entire industry in his pocket. Right. By the way, Elton John, he just got EGOT status. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know that he has two? 
He just got EGOT. EGOT. He got his EGOT. He's won everything. If you're going to be in the industry, you're going to have to learn these terms. Listen, I fell into this accidentally, okay? I went to one audition and then they just kept telling me yes. So I was like, I mean, life is good. Did you just hear that flex? I'm just One audition and they just told me yes. Yes, girl, slave. Can we do a take two on that, please? Can we do a take two? You want a little segue? Sure. I just want to hear it again. No. So basically what happened was I was like, I'll hey, before you can make it your ringtone. I'm, yeah, I'm actually a musician, right? I'm an artist. I don't really care about this. But I was like, hey, maybe I can make an some money. An artist with an E or just a regular artist? Artist. With an know, E and, and the little thing at the top, yeah. But yeah, so I just went to like a, a random ad and it was like, they were like, hey, you got the, the main role. And I was like, cool, let me go again. And I just kept doing it for like a year. And so like, no, this year I did an ad uh, in January. And they just had me already there because I was just randomly trying it out for like Must a year. Must be nice. <laughs> No, but it's not the industry. I don't want to be an actress, you know? Like, I would act because it's fun and I find it fulfilling. Oh, she's acting reluctantly. Yeah, she's yeah, no, just she's reluctant like, to Oh, please, keep the camera oh. away from me. Oh. No. no oh. Give it to someone else. Fine, take two, but, I, but I'm not going to enjoy it, guys. I'm not going to enjoy it. All right, it. time for the close-up, <laughs> I suppose. Oh. Guys, guys, no, seriously. Like, I enjoy it. It's just like I... Do you know I, that, that, that uh, <laughs> SNL sketch of Kirsten Wig? And and she she desperately wants to sing. And she's just like, oh no, no, please don't make me sing. And and nobody wants. No one's asking to sing. you to sing. It's like, just don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Please don't make me sing. And then she just belts out. That's how you sound. No, like. no, okay. Look, so like I did a short film, which was my first actual acting with like lines and a character, and it was absolutely amazing. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it takes a lot of work to make. But you don't it. want to do it. No, no, because <laughs> if it's like if I would have to put the energy I want to put in my music towards acting to succeed in that industry. I'd have to be passionate about. The craft. And right. I'm not. As I opposed enjoy to just it. naturally skilled where you just wake right. up in the morning and you're just like, ah, oh, I got a roll. <laughs> Take this donut and a roll. Yeah, like it's just like, it's like fun and it's a great way to express yourself. But I feel like it takes work to get somewhere in these industries and I want to put that energy towards music. Well, that is true. It takes no, a lot that's of fair. Work. That's yeah. fair. I mean, I do know people who's kind of split half and half, but uh, you know, you're right. At the same time, it's not everybody's going to be offering you a musical role. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know but I, mean? I don't so. mind because it also gives you the exposure that you need in the entertainment industry. And it also develops a lot of other skills like eloquence. I've, I think my spoken mm. language has been a lot better since I started Acting doing it. Acting will also help you with music videos as well. Because exactly. you get more confident in front of the camera, that hey, sort of and thing. And it has. So, yeah. And also yeah. just seeing like the directors, what you guys are doing and what people... like. You get to learn a lot about... Um, just being in front of a camera and like music videos, which are important to what yeah. I want to yeah. do right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so you. So also to answer your question, he got. Yeah. Oh yes. Emmy Grammy, you said. Emmy Grammy Oscar Tony. Oh, right. so he's gotten all now. So he's gotten all. He has so won now, a major everything. award. I said he got like. So he needs nothing else. <laughs> he needs <laughs> nothing else. Apparently, like, I read a statistic once where he he oh, spends. Like a Nickelodeon kids right? <laughs> <laughs> He spends like a hundred thousand pounds every year on shirts alone. Um, but he, so he has EGOT status because he did his final concert, which was live streamed on Disney Plus. So that, that technically counts as, counts as a television special yeah. and he won the Emmy for that. Yeah. He has two Oscars. Do you know what his second Oscar is for? Lantern. No, his second Oscar is for the original song that he made for the movie about himself. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Crush well done. Yeah. He's a god. Yeah. I was right. And 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 he has He's god. He has He's pushed god. himself into relevance because over lockdown he decided to hook up with every contemporary musician. Right. Um in his old age, good for him. One of them being Dua Lipa and they have what? that that oh, yeah. that 
that uh, Cold Heart song yeah. that that has been just playing yeah. on on the radio. Trust me, Nelson wasn't hooking up with Dua Lipa. Yeah. No, no, not I like just, that. Oh I God, just, yeah, I, just I can promise you. Yeah, he's trying to change his ways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like, ah, let's but try Dua something. Dua Lipa, I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody could do it for me before, darling, but you. <laughs> now I understand. Yeah. You call her Dua IPA because this is this is what my mother wanted. Her though, like I would like turn like try something out for Dua Lipa. Wouldn't surprise me, also. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I got there, but <laughs> right. So, but you were talking Elton. about you were talking about <laughs> acting and how difficult it was. And when we mentioned you know Kingsley Benadire being cast in this movie, and I heard him talking, Sir, yeah. Sir, Sir, Sir Ben Kingsley, you gonna do that every he's time? Knighted, he's, <laughs> a, he's been knighted, absolutely not. Um, oh, okay. but but time. He, he was talking about being cast. <laughs> He was talking about being cast as Bob Marley and um, how basically they did this, they did a search and they mm-hmm. couldn't really find the right person. And what made him fit was that he, you know, he has the look, mm-hmm. obviously, but he's also of the age mm-hmm. where, you know, actors who look like him, you don't find that many Bob who are... at 36 and he, right. went, he had his 36th birthday on site. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's like you don't find that many actors who look like him who are in the same age range and who are working professionally enough to be able to deliver yeah. a role like this because there's a lot riding on playing Bob Marley. And he but does he have the biopic like pedigree. Right? He exactly. has played yeah. Malcolm X. He's played Malcolm and X. I mean, he's played Obama. Yeah, so he's he was a scroll. I was going to say he was a scroll. <laughs> he was a scroll. Let's not forget he, that. He right? played Ken. He was a Ken. Oh, yes, he was a Ken. Yeah. But I mean, that's a sort of different kind of role. But yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> it shows range. It, it shows, shows range. My man has shown up. Incredible amount of rage. When you went from Malcolm X to playing one of two black Kens in the movie, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just he saying. Was great. Yeah. He was great. He was like unrecognized. The first time I'd ever known he existed was on that set. And then I saw him the in the set of, of, of On Love. Wow. And I was okay. like, who is this guy? Because I hear he's in some British something something. But I <laughs> he's in a British something something. <laughs> he's in a British something. I had no idea. So I was like, who is this guy? And then I saw him in the bar. And I was like, wait, that's not the same guy. Because I was on set with that man. Do you remember? Oh, that guy is amazing. Like how he gets into character. Yeah. He literally, it's like an entire experience that everyone on that set is also in on. And yeah. so to see how completely he wants to embody these roles. And then to see him like just so like frivolous in Barbie. I was like, that's not the same. Man. Yeah, but that's yeah. the mark of a great. Yeah, actor. That's called oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> and you know, even with that, I mean, we you know remembering one specific moment on set, like when we did the concert scenes. Yes, like were, oh, mm-hmm. it was you, you know, yeah. it was really powerful to be on that set. And and the thing Once is, again, too, I like cannot when, say enough. Like when, when he started talking, I'm like, oh look, it's Bob, and I yes, just, and it exactly. Yeah. But, but, but then it goes even further for those concert scenes. It's like the physicality, the jumping up and down on the stage, like yeah. the the grabbing of the microphone, going back and forth. What like, got me is that early scene where he's driving. Um, Again, theme from the football game, yeah, and he's like smoking a spliff and like shifting gears. And shifting gears. And I'm just like, yup, that is, that's it. Like, I, I just like, uh huh, uh huh, got it. I have not seen so much casual spliff smoking yeah, in a yeah, movie yeah. in a long, long time. Long time yeah. You know, and I have to thank, I have to give props to Seth Rogen for making that possible because I don't mm-hmm. think we would have been as sensitized. Now to I'm a little me. older than you. We're going to throw it back to Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Sorry, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen can't get the credit for that's that. That's like fine. I, I'm just. I, when I was growing up, I just remember Seth Rogen's movies being like the the, the, the church movie. groups would have just been like, oh no, we can't have the kids mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yep. but now every every, every gen, well everybody and their grandmother and their grandkids going to see Bob Marley want love and they see the split smoking. They're like, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I I have to give you a joke though because I mm. mean the reality is for all of those people who are, you know, the people who are talking about how like oh they're not gonna go watch it, they're not this, they're not that, whatever. And they're all of this criticizing the movie. You know, without seeing it, to me, it's just 
you know, so niggas what, are born haters. What are no, 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 honestly, whether <laughs> I worked on it or not, like you're an idiot. Like I'd never, I would yeah. never take your advice on a movie ever. Yeah. If your whole thing is, I'm not going to watch it because somebody else said blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like when we did that concert scene, like what, what you also have to remember is that everybody's judging this thing now on screen. Yeah. This dude had to get up on stage. Did he have to also stand As up? Bob Marley. In front of In front of 250 Jamaican, real life yeah. Jamaicans mm-hmm. who were close enough to fling stone uh, and yeah, buckle. Yeah, yeah. All of them, all the person in was like, all right. Show me something. And trust me. They had their Guinness bottles in hand. No, listen. I will tell you as a fact, as a person who was in charge of wrangling the crow, (laughs) that there was people going, Kurt, brown man, this better be good, you know? This better be good. And I was ready to be like, yo, Kingsley, duck and cover. (laughs) Yo, when this man walked out and everybody was kind of like just murmuring, 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 and we're waiting and we haven't started rolling yet. And this man just held out his hand and he knew that we were not rolling yet and he just belted out yeah! Legit, like straight up. It's like, Into that mic, the yeah. entire crowd clutched their pearls, mm-hmm. which is not something Jamaicans mm-hmm. do readily. Yeah. No, no, no. And it takes a lot to get a pearl clutch. <laughs> and Jamaican. then went Rastafari. Uh, like everybody yeah, just responded to him. Yeah. one of the most amazing Like to it. watch yeah, him it. on stage, man. It. Like Bob's granddaughter was in the crowd. <laughs> and like she was one of the extras. And I said to her at one point, yo, like, what is this like for you? And she was just borderlining tears. Yeah, she was like, yo, I, this is the closest yeah. I will ever be yeah. to, to watching to my him. grandfather yeah. on stage. Oh, he was so fantastic. Yeah. And he then was. you have people talking about them now. Go watch it. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are really saying that? I haven't really heard the, the backlash. I no, I mean, I heard it before. I, I haven't too much time in comment sections on the internet. <laughs> Unhealthy, <laughs> toxic traits. Yeah. I do it too, but not with no, 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 I it, no know. it's just a whole, it's just a whole, you know, ziggy this and ziggy that. Yesterday I had to trace. Well, apparently, apparently, according to one commenter that I had to lay into him. God help me, I need to stop. I need to stop. You're a player, bro. Listen, I only did it once. I'll not be in this industry. I'm going to reply to the comments. I'm going to tell you why I'm responding to this one comment, right? Because everybody's under the impression that Ziggy cast the movie, which is one, not true. And I'm tired of that argument. Like, I'm not even going to have that argument with people, right? This person in specific started their criticism with, listen, when Ziggy was writing the movie, he said, oh, no, 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 no. When no, I'm sorry. Oh, I wow, had like wow, I could, like wow, I knew better, and wow, at the same time wow. as I'm going, this is stupid. Don't do it. I was <laughs> I started typing. What you said? Oh, I just laid into angry? them. Ziggy did not cast the movie. Ziggy did not write the movie. Ziggy produced the movie. That was it. He's not in charge. He's not the be all and end all. Like stop Kurt. being stupid and shitting on Ziggy. Over you can tell that they don't work in the industry. Kurt, as a, as a, as yeah, but that's the like you know as, as a former no? user. Ooh. Of 4chan.org, <laughs> you look upon the troll, you never feed it. Look no, on the troll, never feed the Ziggy troll. Was never the movie. Are you yeah. telling me Ziggy did not have the script in hand with right. the camera in front of him oh filming every single frame? He, he was actually on my shoulders, to be honest, oh, yeah. with, with the camera. Mm-hmm. The, the camera's heavier than Ziggy, just okay. to be clear. Got it, got it. And I just walked him on my shoulders yeah. around the set. Yeah. And he, and he just tell you what to do. While he was, write, while he was writing the script. Yeah, live at, at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't respond to every bit of ignorance. No, I don't. But, but I when, don't. when your head take you. Oh, my God. That one yesterday. Jesus, help me. But no, so like the response to the movie leading into it, I feel like. Once the hype caught on, everybody just put that away. Even the people who were just like, 
they still had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. but yeah. they wanted to prove it. Like they wanted to be like, I know this is going to suck and it's yeah. going to be bad. I'm going to go into this to prove it. And uh, okay, great. Fuel the movies box office with your hate, I suppose. <laughs> um, but I also take a little bit of umbrage with the you know the critical response to the movie because I keep reading repeatedly in every other review that it's a, a typical biopic yeah. and you're just seeing the same thing you see in every safe, other biopic, safe, right? How many biopics you see where the subject of the biopic is almost assassinated, yeah. travels to a different country, yes. goes through a spiritual experience in which he is seeing his own father in flashes, yes. which then turns out to be Haile Selassie, Haile Selassie the, the messiah of his religion, and then comes back to his country in an almost, you know, Moses-like exodus mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of way, right. uh, and then... Performs a concert which, <laughs> which which unites the warring political factions in his country. How many biopics have that yeah. story, Bam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 typical, not too many. Not that's story. not a typical biopic yeah. story. When, so when um when, when my good friend said, "Yo, you know, said Jesus was black," and I'm like, "Oh, look, I, I hope." <laughs> So many white people see this movie yeah. and hear a nice Rastaman show that loudly in the movies. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, exactly. all right, great. Not too many movies doing this. Yeah. yeah. And and how many movies actually show you the persecu- persecution of Rastas Over in Rastas Jamaica? Jamaica itself, yeah. You know? And and yeah. like, it just pissed me off so much because it's like, you you just have no, you have no concept of the thing that you're talking about with any kind of context as to why yeah. it's relevant. And you're just treating this like something you happen to stumble upon. And it's just it's lazy criticism. Honestly, I think I think, I think yeah. like like Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, mm-hmm. has like poisoned all music biopics. That, that's that's, that's kind of kill a lot of biopics. Of yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Walk Hard, it's it's a it's a it's a parody of music biopics. Yeah, and like good? yes, actually, it's, it's very, good. It's very, but it basically played to every single yeah. trope of a but, music but, biopic. But, but like, yeah, but like music biopics as a subgenre kind of end up always doing Is certain things. There's a they are in Walk Hard. There's a few. But like it, so all right. There, I won't lie that it, it it does somewhat have you know the the stylings of a biopic where it goes flashback and then current day and everything. But it doesn't do the typical biopic thing of we're gonna show you every single thing in sequential order. Right. Here's it his does, birth. Here's his first. Right. Here's his... It does a thing that I like in a biopic where it picks out a significant period of time yeah. in the artist's Constant, life yeah, that, and yeah. it yeah. talks yeah. about that best, that best right. shows that artist. Yeah, like show them at their peak or show them at this point where it was like the most pivotal. Like where was it? Show me the moment where they became the artist. Don't right. just show me everything from when they were born and and have him like working out, you know, the, the hit song on the piano when they're three years right. old. You know, like, I, I appreciated the way this movie tackled the Meets story. Meets a friend group and who says, hey, this, you guys can read a whale. Right. Kind of oh, it was a bunch of people. Script? Because I, I, what I loved about the script is, like, it was, it didn't, it felt like a movie. It felt like a, like I was watching, like, I know it was about Bob and about his life, but it didn't feel like you were just telling me the story of his life. You were telling me okay. a story yeah, you're that telling was me being a story. crafted in his life. So it was very mm-hmm. well, I thought that was really cool. I mean, starting with a near-death experience, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, because you know like, yeah, those scenes were, like, written in sequential, in, in a sequential order that made it, like, 
uh, have the climaxes and have the moments. So it was very. I found I found it well written, and yeah. I feel like these people who critique it have absolutely no idea what it takes to put this shit together because you're starting from a script, right? Yeah. Then you have to like, and there's. I mean, that's why I wouldn't even reply, Kurt, because they don't know. Oh shit. no, no, I'm I'm they over it now shit. until like the next person goes. The next when time. Ziggy was filming this movie, like physically holding the camera, then I'm just gonna lose my shit. Yeah. I would just again. be like, yeah, it was but me. You know, I was there too. I was. He was on my shoulders. Like I would literally. It's like, just. It's, it's the one thing that I will, in fairness, try to defend about the general attitude. Because, yes, some people go way too over the top. But at the same time, there is also the other aspect, and this is the only time I will mention it, that really, you know, Bob is someone that we all grew up knowing in this country. Right, and right. Bob, this is the equivalent of living in Memphis next door to Elvis's house. Yeah, and then yeah. you, he waved at you every morning when, right, before right, he, you know, right, went right. to the studio. Right. And so as a result, you know, of course you're going to get those people who are like, that's not how Elvis walked. He had a limp on his yeah. left foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Bob is precious to all of us and yeah. you understand that. But at the same time, to, you know, basically just start shitting on the person because they're not Jamaican as if the casting directors don't know what they're doing. Right. It's, you know, he, there's so much more that goes into the casting process that people are not aware of and you right. don't just step up and because you think, oh God, if one more person suggests, you know, like, you know, cast one of his kids or grandkids, how do you know that they weren't in the room? Right. So at the end of the day, this man was a rotted actor long before he got this mm -hmm. role. Yeah. This man had biopic experience and also... He has one key thing that I feel like a lot of think people don't don't um, you know think about outside of the fact of just the sheer ability to to be able to do it to be able to pull off the role. Kingsley Benadire is about to blow up now because of this role, mm -hmm. but he was not so big that you fall into that Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali trap, mm -hmm. right? Ah. Where yeah. it's now Will Smith people doing a Muhammad Ali imitation. Yeah, no you can watch the movie and ten minutes in, by the time he's you know doing Bob's body language and, you know, he's not even trying to speak patter. He's trying to speak like Bob yeah. at the yeah, end yeah, of the day. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you see him do that, it takes five you buy, you buy minutes. You buy Ten yeah. tops. Yeah. And you're looking you're just at Bob. It. Yeah. He reminds me of when I watched um, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story when I was mm -hmm, growing up. Mm -hmm. Bruce Lee was my idol. Anybody who knows me knows I used to, like, live in martial arts for, like, however long in my mm -hmm. life. And I watched this movie and it starts and I'm looking at, you know, the, the dude playing in Jason... Jason Lee, Jason Scott Lee, something like yeah. that. One. And I'm thinking to myself, this isn't Bruce. Like, I was offended. I was mm -hmm. physically offended. And by the time he kicked two men in the face, I, what I was seeing Bruce. Like, when the movie was done, you had a hard time kind of going, wait, hang on, that's not what Bruce looks like. That's right. what Bruce looks like. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened in a small vacuum film we had um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, you just cut go. to the Bruce's and you're like, oh, of course, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. And then you go, wait a minute, he got his ass kicked. That's not what Bruce looked like. That wasn't Bruce. <laughs> So yeah. so yeah, it's I think that that's that's the thing, and he really did. I think that anybody, you know, you can complain about the movie, you can have your opinions on the movie, mm. um, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Anybody who says that Kingsley did a bad job, yeah, uh, uh, shut up. Up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I would again, I would never take movie advice from you. Yeah, ever. he was fantastic. Like, would you rather a Jamaican who was not able to embody? Bob in the way Kingsley did is what I would ask just people. It. Like, would you rather? Would you be less upset if like it was a Jamaican but he didn't do as good a yes, job acting? Just period. Exactly. Just acting. Like, because that's such an iconic person. That's such an iconic impact that Bob had. You really, I think mean, he was such a powerful presence. I feel like being an actor and and like putting yourself into that role requires a certain something that Kingsley had, and I think people are just ignorant. And, and the thing is.
is I keep asking people as well too that you know we're so caught up with the whole oh it should have been a Jamaican listen at the end of the day I would have loved if a Jamaican had played Bob that is a fact of the matter but here's my question who's that Jamaican name them yeah. don't tell me Kimani who was in Shutters and so as a result he's an actor and he should have played Bob Kimani's like what Twi- 10, 10, 20 years older than Bob was when he died. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Steven should have played him. Like, Ziggy should have, like, no, they, they don't, they're all past that point. They're yeah. all past that age. And they're not actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just I th- because I th- somebody had the confidence to go in front of a camera yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean that you know, they had the I presence. enjoyed Shatters, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. Shatters yeah. is not playing Obama. Shatters is not I, playing I often Malcolm think, X. I yeah. often think ignorant people just want him to look like him. And then, and, then, and then they think that's all they because need. Because they think that acting is easy. Exactly. They think yes. that filmmaking on <laughs> yeah. a whole... Well, for Lauren, it is, is easy. It's I mean. not easy. Well, well, for Lauren, it's I mean, not. unless you're there, Lauren. There, there, there are exceptions everywhere. Who, no, I mean, guys, is going to get her ego in about, no, like, in yeah, another guys, two weeks no, Yeah, exactly, if you, right. I've never you know. done, like, a role like that. You know, I've only... I've played this one little whoring girl named Sophie, which was really fun. No, that was her role. She was, like, a 19. Did you go method for that one, or...? No, I was just... It was my first role, so I was just, like... says on the cue card, No, it's, like, she's, like, a... Listen, I... I've seen stunt crackhead on a call that's sheet. Right, that was the best day of my life. That's on nice. Set. That's funny. <laughs> I could probably do that well, but I never got casted that. But right. um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, this is what hard. I've been training for all my life. <laughs> no, I'm sure. It, I think I, I'm, I'm saying it's easy because I haven't done real acting. Like you know, I've done like one role and like some ads. But the acting, acting thing. Like first of all, you have to remember all those fucking lines. You mm-hmm. have to be like a certain like yeah. uh, not only the character, but who that character is in every moment of that script. So, like, if he's having, like, an emotional... Like, you have to go cycle through emotions through, like... It's cadence. And you just so have to much. bring that up yeah, on the day. exactly. And yeah. they, they, you, if, if when there's, like, a whole set there, you know, like, you have directors, you have cameramen, you can't just be like, hey, I don't feel like being the main... I don't feel like showing up today. But, you know, yeah. you'd also be so <laughs> surprised about how many people, once that little red light turns on, it doesn't matter how much practice and how much rehearsal and how much looking in the mirror you've done... That I have it as a problem for myself, and I'm not even trying to act. Yeah. If I have you in front of me acting in something for me, I can stand here safely away from camera and be like, Lauren, this is how I want you to cry. And I would But then go you go through, in front of it. But if you put me in front of the camera, yeah, yeah. it's not the same thing. Yeah, completely yeah. different I mean? skills. People set. don't realize that. There's yeah. so much more to it. Yeah. There's so, Bam just it's picked up his, his water with his right hand. Mm-hmm. We're about to the nine takes of this thing. He now needs to pick it up with his, you know, pointer finger slightly above the thing, his pinky, yeah. you know, sticking. It looks really weird, but like he has, he's now got to do that every single yeah, time for nine that, takes. It's, it's I was, and people don't realize things like that. I think, that. you know, I know if it were so easy, you know, acting is one of those careers people want because you have the glamour and the money and whatever. If it were so easy, there'd be 20,000 million. There's like so many good looking people not in the world. Not everyone can be But not everyone can be, can like embody other people. Yeah. Come on. We get that. I was, I was watching. I was watching the THR Actors Roundtable for this year. I forget his oh, name. Lauren, you're on that, right? What's, <laughs> what, uh, what's, a, what's, a, what's the name of the guy who uh, was in Fleabag as a priest? Oh, um, Andrew Scott. I forget his name. Andrew is that Scott. Andrew Scott? Is his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I believe so. So he was talking about, um, he was doing a play and he was talking about like a, a piece of advice he got from his co-star. And he was playing an alcoholic in the play. And they had, you know, like the, the prop... Uh, um, decanter and the glass right. and you know he was pouring it and, and the co-star was just like I don't believe the way that you pour mm-hmm. and he took that in his head was like 
oh right, I'm an alcoholic. alcoholic yeah. I need to pour mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. I'm ready to drink this shit, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like you, you those yeah. little, little things, things that you, like little. It's not just learning your lines and saying them convincingly. Yeah. It's like the behavior you have to inhabit yeah. as this person. Right. Like, like when I like, just a small aside when I was like so this first role her name was Sophie <laughs> and um, I, girl, yeah girl, she girl. was like a like a, I don't know what to call her but she was in the fifties and she was like a little man she wanted a man to elevate her status but the point uh-huh. is I had no idea what I was doing and the one of the the main actor guy like the main guy he was like so what I do is say I have to play an old guy he will just like walk behind an old man like if he's at like school or whatever and he will watch the way he walks and he will like emulate that and he's like practicing in real life outside of in front of cameras mm-hmm. yeah. he's watching people to be like how would I embody an old person and it's just all these things it's like people don't really talk about or think about you know <laughs> like, I'll give you a quick story too I worked with um, I had the opportunity to work with Peter Stormare mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago like well a decent couple of we just did a Fargo years. episode yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he is man he's amazing he's so cool like even just like when you cut and that kind of stuff and just to, shenanigans that he gets up to <laughs> he um we were doing this scene and you know he's he's the head of this house and he's you know the the imposing father of the woman that's you know being courted and blah 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 and um he's sitting there and the whole idea of the scene is that he's sitting just kind of eating this steak just very menacingly mm-hmm. while speaking to the, mm-hmm. the the person that's come to court her and you know it's it's film obviously so wide shot and we're going to do you know five takes at a wide shot six takes at a medium shot Bunch of close-ups, X, Y, Z. So the whole time he's there and we're just bringing out steaks and steaks and Perfectly steaks. Perfectly cooked in the Dude, steak. I love steak. I would have gotten sick. Like the amount <laughs> of steak that this man sat there and ate, we had to get him a spit bucket yeah. actually between Yeah, takes. I always think about that with, with food scenes. Yep. It's like... I shot a commercial for JoJo's Drift Fit mm-hmm. once and we had to eat like... Ten pounds. You went in there really enthusiastic. Yeah. Point is, he did all this stuff, and we found out when we were done with the entire scene. Peter Stormare is vegetarian. (laughs) Oh, and I said, "What?" I was just having a real casual conversation with him, and I was like, "Yo, um, you know, you want me to take you back to the the trailer or whatever?" And he was like, "No, just like, um, where's the where's the restroom?" He was sick. He just he just well, he maybe if he if he wasn't sick, he was planning to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, I mean, vegetarian when you introduced dude me. Dude was, con- and I was like, yo, you are what? And he was like, yeah, but the character isn't. Right, right. Fucking there, professional. There, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's why he's Peter Stormare, guy. This yeah. man that's why he's Peter Stormare, guy. He did not quiver. He did not, he just yeah. mauled Showed up to work. Job's yeah. a job, baby. Uh, another story like that is um, on the Suicide Squad, John Cena had to eat 36 empanadas. Of course. And I, you know, He's a big guy. Yeah, but like yeah, you, it's 36 you eat one empanada, <laughs> it's like, empanadas are one of those things that you Three eat one, and it's like, oh, this is kind of filling. 36? Yeah. My God. How it's It's kind of like two-thirds of a patty. It's yeah. 36, though. I mean, them. who cares how big the empanada guy, is? Yeah. Like, you know Lauren, 36 patties. He, he just doesn't eat for the rest of the day. That's like his... I'm sure he did not. I'm sure he looked <laughs> Lauren, at food and Lauren, if I give you 36 guy. meatballs, in all honesty, like you're going to be yeah, choking like, by like eight. I, I, you know I what I mean? Like, nothing, like woman. <laughs> all right, but next time that she's there, she's eating 36, 36 meatballs. meatballs. On I like, challenge you to provide me as much food you want me to try and eat. That's for a side YouTube channel, right, Lauren? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about somebody else in the movie who does have uh, Jamaican heritage. Um, Miss Lashana Lynch. She is my favorite. I mean, she's everyone's favorite at this point. So she was also in No Time to Die, which Mm -hmm. I'm assuming filmed filmed partially here. I I met her. I met her on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you can tell me a little bit about her, but is she just as perfect as I think she is? She's yeah. pretty much well. You know, I mean, she's all she's a super humble person. If, if she were anywhere nearby hearing this, uh, she'd walk away and start blushing. Aww. Yeah, like bashful. She is just so wonderful to work with, and um, you know, even on No Time to Die, she was just like, like totally committed. You know, it, it, her secret agent thing is a completely different bodybuild and feel and movement yeah, and yeah. everything from from you know rita marley obviously yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm so jealous because if i was you i would just be like they're plaguing her about like wanting questions all day no well well <laughs> you know well we did have a bit of an ongoing joke back and forth but still it was <laughs> but it's it's the benefits of having worked with her once before yeah. because and, and that's the thing about it too is like you know certain people and something that i appreciate personally about her is that as soon as um you know her first day filming on set and, you know, two, I make four hours busy doing something mm. else and I kind of turned around and we saw each other and she just went, oh, thank God, familiar faces. Mm. No, we haven't shot, we, we shot Bond however many years yeah. ago. Yeah. And just instantly, I don't even, she probably didn't even remember my name. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You. But instantly she was she just like, it's so there. good to like be here. And she was spotting crew members. And Can she I say was spotting, you know? He said a lot of things that, you know, I, like he met Peter Stormare and everything. And he's like, lots of things that should invoke envy. And I've just been like respectful of his, his profession of and his craft. But this shit right here, yeah. Lashana Lynch knows his face right, just right, like right, that. Right, right. I am just, I've and never and been. My, my boy's eyes lit up when he said that. I am so, I've never been more angry at a guest <laughs> than right now. No, she, she's, and she smells nice too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just like rub that one in. No, there, we right? had, no, but we had like, she, she's just really, she really is just a wonderful person. She's very humble. Talking about uh, multiple takes of one thing, how many times did she slap him across the face? Oh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't there. Okay. That was in our yay party. I wish I was there for that. I've had a scene like that where I had to slap my husband in the face a couple of times. And we kept doing it. And he was like, you're going to break that. You, at the you point know point you they don't were like, really have to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, like Lauren, you just, just go like this. Just go like this. Just like this. Don't go like this. Well, yeah, Lauren's the years heel, of slapping man came into it. With the heel of your hand in the center of his jaw. I was like, but I don't know how to be angry. They're like, you have to be angry. You're like slapping him. Lauren is like, I am Method. Yeah, and then he's like, right, and he's like, oh, bro, and he's like, flinching now at the end. Just, just like, he, he, he cheated on your friend or something, right? He just what wanted to get back though? at him. No, it was just what list, and I never did want to be with him. So. Yeah. <laughs> was this part of the no, plan of Warren Sophie? No, he was, imp- I was flirting with another guy at the party my husband was at, at the bar. Oh, oh this is the character. Much like, yeah. Much like yeah. Marley, yeah, the character. I'm Sorry, talking about the scene. Right. husband was no, the, in the, the scene, I had a husband, but I was flirting with a guy at the bar. With the other, so, no, the so other the guy dude? came and was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I had to slap him in the face. Like, well, how dare you interrupt my flirt game? Like, you are just uh, for home. And this guy, you know, so I was telling you that I've done a scene where you have to continuously slap. And so, like, the guy was like, I red. didn't really have to slap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the audience was you've traumatized doing, your like, the whole time we were all, like, really enjoying it. But when, like, they finally got to, like... Oh, Rita too gives Bond. Mm-hmm. You, you could literally feel everybody get up in and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like getting that, real. There's a little <laughs> lull in that in that point in the movie case yeah. after the assassination attempt and then after they're like recording in in um London. Yeah. Um and no, then it, it, it's like the tour starts. Right. And, and then they're like, Oh no, we're in Paris. I'm right. Like, and no, they're they're just at some kind of some party. Yeah. You know, and, and like it's it's like, okay, you're not really watching the music stuff, you're not watching the creation of the the you know, and it like that's the point where King Sebenadir is not as comfortable as Bob because Bob isn't comfortable in the setting. So it's like you're kind of more relaxed at that point in the movie. But then that confrontation right outside, outside it's just like, all right. Such a good box. Yeah, Yeah. it was. was Boy, 
That's her Jamaican ancestors, right? I didn't yeah. know she her grandmother box. box. Yeah, that's 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 a hot box right there. If I ever seen oh, one. Yeah. Um, Lauren, uh, bon for bon, I believe. I didn't. Was it because he cheated on her? Rita? Was that her her reasoning? You can act, you can act her first. I mean, like the woman said, like she he 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 had provided her with all these financial support, but, but like she needs yeah. something more than that. I found that out the first time when I watched it. Yeah, I I mean, it's not that's. Of the two of them, that is not the adultery that gets mentioned a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much like um the shark in Jaws, I feel like the bun encroaches this entire you film. <laughs> like you never see it that often, but you feel it. It's just in it's, the, it's a presence. It's a presence. Uh, you guys done Jaws? Have we done? We did uh we did an animal attack episode and like Jaws, forty minutes of it was for Jaws. Jaws. I will be there for Jaws if you do Jaws. Yeah. Okay. Um, but oh, Jurassic Park, which I think you're right. we did Jurassic Park, yeah. Um, but no, it like she she's incredible in it. Um, she she has that kind of like he his role in the movie. And you were saying this, Lauren, about how it you know it's it's a story. It it's a film that's a, it's a life story, but it just it feels like its own narrative because mm-hmm. he has a whole arc in the movie. Because like in the beginning, you know, you have um James Norton playing Chris Blackwell, being like the government is afraid of you, mm-hmm. and and Bob just being like. Me? <laughs> no. What kind of research goes behind this? Because you know, to to pick apart moments to then create a narrative that yeah. feels like climatic and like does the thing that a, a story does. Like you must have done a lot of research. Well, I mean, after he got shot, like the press, if they were not on him before, they were really yeah. into him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of footage about him. Yeah. And like that that arc of like you go from you know not thinking that you're uh, going to have enough of an impact to cause any kind of violence or threat and then having that happen and hit your home and having your own wife yeah. get shot in the head by your own people by, by your by own, own people. people is that a true story? Like, that the luck saved her? I don't know if that's a true story or my not. understanding is it is because yeah. yeah. I heard I was like was that fictionalized or is that like I, actual I did look it up and I, I believe that I you, you have the laptop in front of you I'm pretty yeah. sure it's true well d- okay, just, like, like I have no doubt Bob had immense trauma after that situation the only one like artistic license where I'm just like, are we actually doing this? Was when he like, I assume talked to the ghost of the guy who came back, like when he came back to Jamaica. I don't think that was a ghost. I think that was. The, oh the no, no, no. Guy I'm, I'm not, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying the real guy came back yeah. in real life. Yeah, but yeah. Like, That's the one time like, like I leaned over like, we're seeing a ghost. <laughs> right? man, without that, you don't get redemption. So, right, 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 right. Exactly. That, <laughs> they had to put that... T- because like they do focus on on the guy staring them down the face, and it's supposed to be like this moment of. No, he's haunted by that guy. I get yeah. that. It's when the guy comes back to us. I'm like, we're not playing yeah. this as if this is a spectral vision. He was playing glowing it as if blue. The guy so... walked into the. the guy yeah. walked, you know, I think yeah. it was supposed to be like, okay, Bob Marley has such an impact with people. How do you sell one of his own people shooting? Bob, yeah. but for a movie, you have to have that kind. Of, <laughs> you have to have that kind of sympathy where he's just like, "Am I going to really shoot Bob Marley, knowing the impact of me shooting him?" Mm-hmm. And then you got to bring that person back to, as Kurt says, set you up for um, redemption yeah. song. Um, but yeah, like I, I really appreciated the way they they treated him like a character and and had that arc play out and the lesson that he learns, you know, and also coming to the the acceptance of his own fatality. Yeah. Um, now, when I was a kid, that story, I felt like, got diluted quite a bit. Because I always heard it as 
Bob Buckingham one time. And when I was a child, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I got cancer, yeah. Right, right. Buckingham and, and, and is like somebody like like tackling on on football. Field right. And all of a sudden, foot broke. Yeah. Broke and and what that but I like learning from the movie that it was that you know, Buckingham's toe was just that the toe would not heal and that revealed the the cancer that was underneath. That makes a lot more sense yeah, than does. this toe bug caused cancer. <laughs> Um, I so, believe that up until you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, like you, you learn some things about the, the the details that you didn't know about the life, and some of them might be um, outlandish and maybe hard to believe, like you know, dreadlocks providing a helmet for a bullet may have well happened. I don't know. I'm he not. Was a I wasn't person, there. I don't doubt that something crazy like that could have happened in his life. There, there's also like um, I I am. If, if if a wad of cash can stop a bullet. Presumably, I mean, yeah. in, in fairness, too, I mean, I don't know how it was in real life. A little closer to how, the mic. When you look at how Rita's hair was yeah. done up in the film, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, when that scene happened, I was convinced go, man, that was from movie right magic. Angle, yeah. yeah, like dreadlocks are thick, man. You know, so we like, need we need we need the MythBusters to come back, do a special yeah, oh Bob Marley one of episode you to you want, see you want if the MythBusters to, sh- to shoot a dreadlock. Can you dreadlock? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, that was the fun last episode of this podcast. Here's my one gripe with the movie, though. Uh-huh. Garrett, I don't know this is not your fault whatsoever. My paycheck does not change, sir. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Um, there should have been four weeks. There should have been, <laughs> should have been four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> four weeks. Right? Listen, I'm because staying as far I, away from my, that as the possible. one thing that I went up like, say what now? Is so we see him in Jamaican in in, in the beginning, mm-hmm. then he goes to England. That's obviously the second act. Then he goes on tour. And then they're like, hey, it's time to go back to Jamaica. And he's like, sure thing, buddy. And then he goes on, comes off to Air Jamaica plane. All of a sudden, four, four to five years of locks have suddenly appeared as he steps off the plane. Listen, for so nobody, like, there should have been a, since no one else can the see montage me of, inside of this room, yeah. I am the baldest human being <laughs> you could ever meet. I am, pre- I am pretty bald. Yeah, yeah. pretty bald. So, you know, <laughs> I, I have nothing to say on, on, on the topic of dreadlocks or right. wigs. I, I step out outside of your your area of expertise, right. but Bam, I his, I, his hair of expertise. I, I, my <laughs> area, my well done, well done. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, there should have been a, a, been a transitional wig. There like, you go. During like the the European tour, mm-hmm. the wig sh- should have just gotten like slowly longer. I can see. Then that, I yeah. would have bought like him coming home. You need like, the continuity the, of the wig. Yeah, yeah. Right. There, like like five years of hair. Just suddenly appear as your belie- the believability though. Like, was it so? Was it something anyone? I didn't it's know. It's noticeable. Stuff. It kind of it took you out to the moment. La- yeah, you're saying. Yeah, Lauren, yeah, yeah, what what? Okay. Bam is off the edge. I make a plane. It's like locks. So you're like, what? I didn't make it that far because you know you know traditionally when I come here I don't end up watching um the movies fully. But for this one it's interesting because I was at the premiere right. So I was in the movie. Lauren, but you like, were in there. I like t- at like 10 p.m. I was like, yo, bro, I'm so tired. Like I really want to finish this, but I I got I am old. I overturned. You now. walked out <laughs> of the premiere for I, Bob Marley I one long. You sleepwalked out of the I, premiere. No, so like I had made it to like. Um, I How many people are trying to get into I that premiere? There you go. There's I one. I should have gotten Lauren's ticket. I can't. I ad oh, the thing. I wasn't invited to the premiere. That's I got a crazy. Okay, no, and like, you want to admit this to the public? You can cut it out. I can cut it out. There were actors who didn't get invited to the premiere. No, but I went, to, I went to the lovely party with the true. Oh, you went to the party. Okay. Lauren, Lauren, you know oh. what? You are the come to become a famous actress because <laughs> you couldn't give a shit. You're here with the party. Yeah. I said I would go back and watch it with my kids. Okay, so like oh. we, we have she wanted to see it with the people. No, we have with a, the commoners. We, we had the commoners. Yeah, no, no, the, the commoners, us, the extras. We had a group. A she WhatsApp had no group. interest in hanging out with Megan and Harry <laughs> any more than is necessary. I didn't even know they were there. She didn't even know. I knew. No, people. I saw the dirty, dirty commoners. 
the photos and I was like, oh, the people were like, how is meeting Prince Harry? And I was like, huh? She's like, that's who that white guy was <laughs> that oh, was sitting behind me. Oh, yes, them. Mm, how quaint. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, His actually, wife was very pretty. No, but she? like, I'm going, so like my cast, so <laughs> my, <laughs> my, cast, my castmates, we have a WhatsApp group from the Bob um, sets because uh-huh. it was so fun. We had like a little clique and we're like, we're all going to watch together. And I was like, yeah, I went to the premiere and everything, but like, uh, I need to watch it too. So like, I'll come and watch it. Like, Lauren, you never see so amazing. Okay. I know. So, yeah, so you, you figured you'll see it again. And yeah, just, exactly. Okay. Like, all right. That, that. Barely excuse. Lauren, you're going to get hate mail when this podcast. I nobody knows who I am. I'm anonymous. I'm off the internet for a while, so good luck. (laughs) Twenty three, all hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, nigga, I have had stories about that. I had to move recently. She's like our little gremlin that we keep in the studio. Like, pops up, she says something crazy, and she leaves. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, I mean, Bob wasn't played by a Jamaican, but there's several local actors who are in it. Absolutely, Uh, baby Ziggy. Yeah. I met him. I was like, "Hey, bro, is this your first film?" And he's like, "No." Um, so All of them were so great. <laughs> Savannah was in the movie. Uh, and Naomi Cohen, Jeff Crossley. My two favorites, to be honest with you, I've, I've seen the movie twice now because uh-huh. you know, obviously, we had the we had the cast and crew screening, um, and then I took my parents, my my family, um, a couple of nights ago because nice. my father. If it wasn't for my dad, like I mean, you know, he raised us on Bob and Pete and King Stitt, Scatterlights, mm-hmm. all that stuff so you know i had to go see it with him but um no man like jeff crossley who plays um cox and dodd mm-hmm. and um everella creary who you know you know him if you see him man. you know him is if he you like see him. a dark skin guy that's really like Lauren, could you be yeah, a bit more specific for this there you go there's there you a go. black guy who looks really modelish and i feel like his name is jeff like, that's, <laughs> you're, you're probably thinking of the right like, person okay but um yeah man jeff crossley who played cox and dodd everella creary um played uh lee scratch perry and man, their scene, like having seen it twice now, because, you know, I also wanted to go because the, f- the first time you go watch it, you're wearing the, I, I, I worked on this tinted glasses. Mm, right. And, you know, you're picking stuff apart and you're, you know, oh God, I remember that content. I knew that was going to be a continuity error. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to go with my family the other night, man, and getting to watch it, like that's how I know that the movie's good. Because yeah. then I got to finally just see it and just watch it as a movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And I have to say that like those two guys in specific, man, I've known them for so long and mm-hmm. I'm so proud of both of them. Because, I mean, you know, Evie, I've known him from, you know, like, Nomad's Days and, you know, yeah, yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. all that thing. But, like, getting to see him play Scratch Perry, who I know was, you know, just a lifelong hero of his, that's that's not even, like, a once in a life. Like, that does not happen for people. You know yeah. what I mean? The fact that he got a amazing. chance to do that is amazing. To see Somebody Jeff Crossley, on that door. Amen. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to well, tapping on that door for me. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought you were just like celebrating his like empowering speech. Door. Both, both. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess <laughs> let's on that let's, let's open the door then. Damien, so I want to tell you, I saw this movie two nights ago mm-hmm. with our uh, my lovely girlfriend and uh, past and, f- and future guest Toby, mm-hmm. and I was most just like smiling, like mm, movie good, enjoying movie. the vibe. Not in my head, not in my head. I saw Lee Scratch Perry. Appear on screen, bro, and I yelled very loudly, bro, in a otherwise extremely quiet scene. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. And to, to the great embarrassment of Toby, bro, <laughs> like ducking him, but I'm just like my fucking hero, and I'm scratch fairy, dude. Like in terms of the whole perfectly movie, perfectly embodying him. It's it's barely like a percentage of the movie, yeah. but like just they had so much impact, and I I know so many people who have come out of the movie. Yeah. And just that one scene is like, it's like Rita, when Rita box Bob, yeah, clap, clap, and, clap, and clap, when clap. Cox and Dodd and Lee Scratch Perry were there. Yeah. 
Energized. I was just like, yep, that's my fucking guy right there. Yep. Perfect. Yep. yep. That's that's precisely him, guys. And I'm we gonna, got it right. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. You're not you're not gonna necessarily hear it. I mean, having gone twice, I don't th- I'm pretty sure I didn't hear the line. Or if you hear it, you're not gonna see exactly what happened. But Evie, oh my god, Evie is like just this crazy genius that like he's just so awesome to work with. And but then he's like the most humble guy. Like when you start mm-hmm. to tell Evie like how good a performance he did, he can't look you in the eye. You're brutal, man. Scandal. Yeah. Anyway, but like, there's a point where you know they're listening to you know Teen Bob and them, and they're playing you know the first song, whatever it was. And it's not really going over with them, and um, Evie takes off his shoe of and puts it on the counter of the uh, of, of the mixing table and says, "This nana soul," and ashes his spliff into the shoe. Yeah, and I believe like you may hear the line, but it's like the um the widescreen bars kind of hide the shoe. Yeah. I just need people to know. That like just this moment, like nobody instructed him to do this, yeah. but well, he, because because he's just so in touch with Scratch just as a person, he got to meet him, yeah. you know, before he passed and all of them thing. Yeah. There, like he just got so into the character, and it's just something that he would have done, man. It was just his. He just said, you know, this Nana soul, <laughs> and just dropped it. Mm-hmm. And that's something no. that as a director, like you know, you watch that thing and you know you it wasn't written on the script, yeah. but it's just so brilliant, it? incredible, incredible. Like when actors like Adlib, like when they do something genius like that, because yeah. I know Leo DiCaprio does it a lot. He mm-hmm. did it in um, you know that scene in Django where he the, cuts the, his the, hand. No, with, with the hand. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that, when I wrote, he, the whole thing was insane. It was so amazing. Yeah, he really rubbed his blood on someone's yeah. face. Yeah. <coughs> she just went with it. You gotta keep that tape, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't see no proper Rita box after that. <laughs> her still, but what's uh, what's the name of the 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 basically like the elder that he goes to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Kurt. <laughs> Come on, Kurt. No, I don't know why it always... always the most dreadlocked person in this world. Yeah, man, I've never <laughs> so seen so many dreadlocks. The most authentic yeah. Rasta in that sense. And I mean, he kind of just... The, the gentleman who was playing him, mm-hmm. like, that's him. Do you like, remember that's, his name? That's, that's just him. I, that, I, no, because we were calling him by the character name right, the right, entire right, right, time. Right, you know right, what I yeah. mean? So it's like... Just, yeah, like, well, apologies, because he was so... Um, he was so good. Special shout out to uh, Muta Baruka as literal gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Muta was also a pleasure to work with, man. I've gotten to work with him like twice now, man. Muta, yeah. Muta is awesome. <laughs> Muta walk around the whole place barefoot the entire day. Yeah. Well, I, I can't, I don't have the, the character's name in front of me uh, or even the, the actor's name. But, the one um, who says Jesus is black, guys. You know. Right. About. Yes. The, <laughs> the one who who is just speaking truth the entire like movie. Like the most impressive dreadlocks in yes, the entire yes. movie. Right. Yeah. Like uh, he showed up and we're like, mm-hmm, this movie just kicked up on us. Right, yeah. Cool. That. So. so <laughs> like, ooh, I get it, Jamaica. <laughs> we 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 have a thing on the podcast, Kurt, where um, Bam mentioned Pyakon, um, which have you seen the Avatar: The Way of the Water, the most recent Avatar movie. No. Okay. No, no, no. A James Cameron film. So in the movie, um, Who's James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the movie, so he's a marine biologist. <laughs> you know, like Avatar has, you know, aquatic creatures in it, and mm. they they have yeah. like personalities. So one of the characters in the movie happens to be a whale, and he has this huge revenge arc, uh, where he got his fin cut off by one of the whalers in in Avatar, 
Um, the whale has a revenge. Yeah, Avatar? he has a revenge. The whale? I'm going home to go watch this, this tonight. One? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I Kurt, you need. Get, get, I think I was working get, 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 when, get, when Avatar Two get, was get, out. Get I'm a projector sure and some headphones. Yeah, oh, bro, I got Buckle. a 75 inch Buckle. TV, bro. Buckle. There you go. There you go. Bucket. It's, it's it's great. It's a good time. It you know carve out some hours, but it's a good mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Anyway, um, just really took away the movie for us. Like the we liked everything that was going on that cast and those characters. He doesn't appear until like an hour and a half into the film. Yeah. And like he's like a side character, but you're like that is the fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. That's the dude. That's the dude. So and ever he since happens to be a whale. Ever since then, whenever we are talking about a film, we pick out the Payakan of that film, whichever yeah. character, who's the side you know, character, you know, whichever performance is like this is the one that draws your focus away from yeah. the main cast. Can, can, yeah, not, not yeah. He, like he's not on the poster. Yeah, he's just like, well, who's that yeah. guy? Crush silently crushing it in the background. So, so for Bam, it's Lee Scratch Perry. Yeah. Um, for me, it is that elder who was talking about how Jesus was black and guiding Bob. Because I just really loved, like that he 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 felt partially like it was an imposition of the script just to have this type of character mm-hmm. to be like uh, a guiding voice as Bob goes through this crisis of confidence. Right. But man, that was a very authentic performance. Absolutely. Like it just yeah. Yeah. it's so it was. I mean, the chill on pipe came out, and I'm like, yep, this, yeah, this is it, guys. Because like this it, is, it, it, it felt like it was just elevating. The chill on pipe was also authentic. <laughs> it was it, a good night on set. <laughs> it felt like it was elevating it as like a, as drama, but it also grounded it at the same time. That's mm-hmm. a very difficult line to walk. So, mm-hmm. um, may I might go back and do some more research to find it out so I can like splice it in here to say the actual name, but that that would be my choice for Pyacon. Jeff Crossley. Jeff yeah. Crossley. And I mean it's it's because I've I've known Jeff for years and I've known Jeff from the days where you know Lauren was like oh is that that model guy yeah but I've known <laughs> Did he Jeff like do BMX he, he was like yeah the BMX guy is the digi guy it's it's that guy oh, he's gonna okay. kill me um but no the thing is that the reality is and I've said this to his face you know that like he I am so proud of him that like I've seen I've known Jeff from the point where Jeff first got an interest in actually acting it's not about offering you Digicel credit, you know? And like yeah. he, he was doing these commercials. I think we actually met on like a Digicel. He'd probably correct me and so we know each other before that. But, it was a flow. But there, yeah, but I mean, he's, you know, we, we cast him in Origins. We cast him as, as a character, Billy Shaka, who, you know, if we go through with the web series thing, like you'll, you'll see him, you'll meet him. Yeah. But the reality too is that for me, Billy Shaka was written very much with, Jeff in mind mm-hmm. because it's kind of just this dude who just you know lives out in the boonies and just smoke him liquor weed and just chill and he's just a chill character and whatever and I was like Tiggy you know what yo take this and he he, he knocked it out of the park Cox and Dodd is not that mm-hmm. and the reality is that you know I went to the he he came with me and my family again to the to go watch it mm-hmm. and you know he was there with his girlfriend Danielle and he comes on screen and he pulls the gun and he's doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Daniel just fell silent. And I kind of leaned over to her and I was like, you recognize a brother today? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, no. <laughs> he did so well in that role and just wasn't, it, it wasn't him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Name, yeah. And it was, I'm just so proud of my friend yeah. on mm-hmm. that level to like it's see him stepping up like that yeah. because I have seen him act in other stuff. Yeah, exactly. But this was like, this was like a jump. This yeah. was progress right. not to say he's been bad before but yeah. this was it's progress like, man mm-hmm. and you kind of just Ele- it, elevation it, for everybody yeah, yeah. You, you know when you see one of your friends do something you just kind of know yo now you're you're getting you're there about this, yeah. yeah like you're yeah. serious about it, and you just look forward to whatever else they do after yeah. that yeah like yeah. that's that's yeah. yeah so for me definitely right. that, but Lauren what little of the film you did see 
when you were awake, to <laughs> no, I was awake up until I, I fell asleep later. But um, because I didn't finish it, I would say. I'm what about the girl in the gold skirt? <laughs> just the yeah, girl in the gold skirt. Right? Yes, yeah, she was great. She was like. But I will tell you just two small things. So I also have a friend in the movie. His name is Courtney, and I had met him on the short film I did. And when I met him there, he told me he got the role as I don't remember which whaler. It was he was tall Bunny, and dark. It? And he was, I think, teenage crew. It was like Bob. He, the one who played Bunny. Mm. I, I don't know him, Doc. Courtney Edwards? Cor- yes. So he's my oh, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good so good, I, good, I have good. a similar sentiment where like, I was on the short film with him and I saw him in that and I was just really proud mm-hmm. that like, he had gotten, because he had really, he's all, he fell into acting accidentally. Mm-hmm. He like entered a contest or something mm-hmm. and yeah, he just yeah. was like, wow, like this is it. And I was really proud of him. And also, I really like the um, publicist guy. Uh, you know, the Dobbs obviously the white no. guy with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. And oh. I say that because on set we had a moment and he was like, we had to take the scene with, where I saw the gold skirt and it was backstage when Bob came off stage with Rita. And, um, oh, the, this the is the guy who argues for Bob doing the concert, right? And they're all like, who's this blood yeah, clot the, white yeah, boy? Yeah, and he was, remember yeah. the reporters? Oh, he was like, that dude. Yeah, yeah. He was okay, like telling okay. the reporters to go and, and yeah. I just because of the moment we had on set where he was hanging out, he was like, you guys are my favorite. Like, you guys, this is my favorite part of this. Because mm-hmm. it was just like, I was like the only girl in this, the report and like a couple guys and we just had a we had had a great time so that would be my two favorites because I never finish it (laughs) (laughs) well um, we're we're bringing only the experts on this my favorite movie I've never seen (laughs) you have any more questions for our distinguished guests for distinguished guests what was your favorite scene to shoot yes what was your favorite scene to shoot oh uh, easy the very very last thing that we did and I'll, I'll preface this by pointing out I mean the shoot for everything that it was, it was not an easy shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, carting equipment up and down, you know, the back road of Strawberry Hill and all kind of stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, anyone who sees me on set, I'm always going top of my lungs, yeah. uh, literally 30,000 steps a day. Yeah. Um, if we run like 25,000, like we usually joke around, oh, where you spent half the day in the bathroom mm-hmm. or were you like asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was not an easy shoot. Yeah. The very last scene that we did, that was not supposed to be the last scene, but we yeah. got rained out one day in Trenchtown mm. and had to come back and the schedule had to get shifted up. The very last thing that we did was um, Bob performing Redemption Song. Okay. Yeah, and nice. Just nice. as a closeout for the experience and the yeah. overseas yeah. crew too, yeah. who had been filming in England before they came down here. So they'd been going even longer than we had. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Again, anybody who knocks Kingsley's performance, mm-hmm. like it's, it's Bob when you hear the... Um, the, the music music when he's yeah. on stage and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you hear him coming up with the songs though, that's that's okay, Kingsley. That's they did this thing when we were filming Redemption Song where they had it was kind of half Bob, half him. So we had a playback speaker. And so that he could move along with it, you'd hear Bob. And then you'd hear Kingsley kind of singing and then we did we did like one take and you'd hear Kingsley go, I remember <coughs> I remember <coughs> I remember when we used to... And then we... Okay, cool. Ready again. We do take two. Mm-hmm. And then you'd hear him tackle another part of the thing. By the time we got to take five, you couldn't tell what was Bob and what was Kingsley. And this is the man who comes into this going, I'm not a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember at the concert for one of the scenes, he didn't want to sing. There was a point by take five and onwards where people... And the thing is now, because it's the last scene and because people knew we were doing Redemption Song... There was people who left the office, like mm-hmm. they left base there. camp downtown yeah, just to, come. to come up to watch this happen. There was people who left the base camp across the road because we we're shooting on um, what do you call it, like King's House Road and thing. Mm-hmm. And there was people who came across the road 
to, to come and watch. It's like the whole place was packed and we were as far away as possible mm -hmm. for him to give him the privacy. Mm -hmm. But everybody was just there watching this man do it. And by the time he got to like take five, mm -hmm. people were going, is that, are, are they still yeah. using the playback? Yeah. Or is that yeah. just Kings? <laughs> like we, we couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah. yeah. And it was just this amazing moment that was the closest I will ever get to genuinely watching Bob Marley perform Redemption yeah. Song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was beautiful. And it was the best yeah. way that we could have ever ended the shoot on. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Kurt, yeah. that's really Go sweet. Go watch the movie. Great. Also, Kurt, that's, that's really great. Um, sorry, trying to cut out. Now, what was the best scene that got cut? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Were you there in the editing process? Hell no. Oh. Hell no. <laughs> That's another reason I try to avoid those questions. <laughs> no, I know that there was stuff that got cut, but I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, there was stuff that, you know, you don't know why certain things get cut. It, it may be a time thing. It may yeah. be just trying to get the movie down to a certain extent. It may be, you know, well, okay, this scene down here doesn't work, but because this doesn't work, these two before it doesn't work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's, it's, so it's, it's always so hard to, to tell. I, the, the most that I can say is that we did shoot more but i mean that's also the case with everything everything yeah i have yeah. a gripe i have to advocate on behalf of the extras so <laughs> the extras and i she wanted to sit in front of the yeah so this is just my last input so the extras and i you know I, we were like talking about our experience and it was really crazy and a lot of them were like one of them was like my friends i'm calling them they're like we should have a podcast and we should like talk about our experience a I podcast said, yeah mm. so i was like what's a podcast and then, Lauren, <laughs> women doing podcasts wait no but then and i said yeah that's a great idea and then one of the girls she's in film and she said i don't want to like besmirch my name talking about my negative experiences and extra because mm -hmm. i don't want to advocate so tell her to come gripes, here and a different name i want yeah. to know yeah i will gripes, come back because i want to know what extras had problems <laughs> gripes were well my only gripe was that the the, the um it's, it's extra work, you know what it is. The like, damn you know third AD was just so loud and obnoxious. <laughs> no, and I got sick because of the dust. I got mm. like really, like I got a big respiratory illness. I had to leave. I couldn't finish my last day. Is this set. a concert that you're talking about? Yeah. So oh, that was a dust bowl. So I literally got bowl. like a respiratory distress and I had to leave. I spoke to you. I saw you eating yeah. like these yeah, yeah. fruits and I was like, yo, Kurt, I'm out. Like I'm gone to sleep I'd just the like bus. to point out <laughs> that the fruit that I was eating, true story, was brought for me by an extra. Mm -hmm. Sweetest thing that's ever happened. And then I asked nice. you for something you said, no, I remember. No, because, <laughs> it, was, because <laughs> it was gifted to me. I was like, Kurt, can I get one of your vitamins? Strawberries don't for give my away. respiratory Suppose you know how giver. expensive strawberries are and I must give you a strawberry. I, like, hey, I take think care not. of your people. I'll get you some vitamin C from the nurse. You're and not getting one of my strawberry flavored. But you didn't know I really strawberry. I was so glad I was so much taller than her. I just lifted the full tire and just, no, 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 you can't. I put y'all on the grass. Like, how did you manage to get dust kicked up all over you? Because like, you were where we were waiting, like where the tents were, like ah, that where field, the tents it was, were. Okay, we can we blame somebody for, else we were for there. this. I did mm. not set up the tents. <laughs> we were there until like 4 a.m., so like 5 a.m., like yeah. some crazy. So we were just in the dust sitting there for like 15 hours. It was the biggest set I'd been on. So it's mm. my first time being an extra with like 200 people. So, you know, it was just interesting to see, like, uh, the things you have to do. You basically just wait and get sick. Like, Yo, can I say, though, <laughs> regardless of anything, though, like, shout out to, like, those 200 people, the 200 yeah. people the night before, yeah. the 100 the, the and odd people from Millie Black, like, the 100 and odd people down in Portland from Black Cake, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the 50 odd, 80 odd people from, from um, Champion. Uh, from the nine night scene on Champion, like I have so much love and respect for all of you guys that I get to work with because the reality is that I really enjoy my job. 
And I don't want, you know, we were talking about it earlier before we started, Bam, and I was saying, oh, you know, I really just, when people come Kurt, out we to don't the talk extras. Mike, we're talking about no, yeah, okay, you know, nothing, nothing ever happens. I'm dead The guests come in with bags over their heads. <laughs> we sit them down in front of the mic and then we say, speak. Speak, no. But no, the reality is, is that like I, it's it it is rough, you know. Like Lauren no, said, when you're working, I would never take it back. I would never not have done it. Oh no, well, absolutely. I mean? No, now she's just trying to get back. No, on no, set. no. <laughs> honestly, it was Sneaking one. Of, some more cigarettes. No, it was like one but. of the most magical experiences to be on that set. Like I'm with Paramount. Yeah. Like come on. Like yeah, I got like respiratory distress, but like also like everybody remembered me when I came off. Like you know, mm-hmm. I like I still yeah. I talked to like it was really cool. And <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I want people to be able to come away with with experiences like that, and then not the rest respiratory distress yeah. obviously but no, but you know like, to be able oh, to I'm enjoy like, it you know because it's not easy it's not easy it's you're not, working yeah. you're so working fun. 5 to 5 5 p.m to mm-hmm. 5 a.m on a regular basis and it's the first it's why i tend to also put the onus on the extras so anybody who has not worked with me just know that like this is a whole thing that if there's a hundred of you and 99 of you get it right and one of you screws up we have to do that all oh, over right. again mm-hmm. therefore Listen to Kurt, and if yeah, Kurt the says sh- if there is no loudspeaker, Lauren, you know damn well that's my throat. <laughs> like, okay, I, well, can, I cannot give you an example of it in here; it will just blow your mics. But like anyone who's been on set with me knows that when I shout "stand by," it's a that that's it. Yeah, but you're very good at hurting us. I would say, but very, yeah, very but good. and and but the thing is that I have to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because if you guys take long. You're not just making my night longer. You're making your yeah, night longer. Exactly. And I then mean, you're going to get miserable. We, and, we you know, struggle to hurt Lauren just for this podcast. <laughs> just to get me, like, there, you go. You know? there you go. I was very there good go. on set, though. I was like a model student. I'm I, like, sure. To I, 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 until the respiratory <laughs> distress. <laughs> and then, you and know. then I just slept in the bus. I have no like, doubt in your professionalism, Lauren. As when you've the four said, ambulances pulled actress. up for the one person, it was a little bit, you know, distracting. I want to give an honorary Piacon to Faye Ellington. Because mm. yes. Yes. like That's there great. is such a warm feeling in my heart. Like when I'm sitting yep. there and I'm going like, oh wow, are people hearing an actual good possible for I the first am time? So yeah, mad she's not on screen. Like every Jamaican knows exactly who, who that, that is, is when yeah. they hear she her was voice. In the final edit. I am so well she, she was, yeah, she you kinda hear her voice. She's yeah, you hear her you hear her voice. Yeah. She but was in the concert. She right. was done up. Yeah, absolutely. She and was I done up costume, her. afro, everything. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, man. I'm so mad you didn't have to see her. When she came out, it's like everybody knows that voice. Everybody yeah. knows who yeah. she is. And it was just a really like, empowering sort of and she's, she's, I'm, 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 I'm referring to her mechanism as her, she was a dialect coach. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that here. She has a dialect coach on the film and she did her work. She got it, baby. But shout out out to Paramount for like having the respect in all honesty and like like wanting to put out that amount of effort because I will tell you something, not everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody does. No, they're just like, we we can see the return. Kingsley was willing to put in the work is one thing, but I mean like, I mean, shout out to Brett Tyne who was like his dialect coach. Right. But I mean, Brett Tyne, she's this white woman from like, you know, say like Wisconsin or Milwaukee. She was terrified. We had conversations about this and I had to tell when I met her I was like listen I am Jamaicanly conditioned to dislike you like yep, I'm yeah, sorry yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. and the more we got to know each other and the more I realized how committed she was to getting him right, right. then you, you bring Miss Faye into that mm-hmm. mix you know what I mean it, it's, I, it's the collaborative I, I, it was she fantastic was a coach also Faye Ellington yeah. so she was helping the actors like get the accent that's yeah. amazing yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I, that I oddly got like the same feeling advisor. watching this movie as the first time I saw Train Spotting mm. where Spotting, oh, yeah because, because the when the first, the wall. yeah, because the first time I was train spotting, I was like, "Oh my god, they're just speaking in their dialect." Yeah, like no subtitles. They're yep. like going for it and actually speaking as they speak in that thing. And when I yep. see that, I'm like, 
it gave me this warm feeling like someday someone's yeah. just gonna put We're out to a huge international I've been told that yeah. um, in any English speaking country the movie's not gonna have subtitles nice. in the cinemas, which is fantastic yeah. make people lean forward and I learn exactly. yeah. make them learn I'm so tired also, of the South Korean thing yeah. and watching What's these Spanish no 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 I'm saying Netflix you'll be you'll be watching all of these other people get represented so South Korean TV shows and then I watch the whole of Narcos you know what I mean yeah, Plata yeah. y Plomo you know what I mean and you're you're reading all of that stuff the whole yeah. time and it's such an amazing thing but then when we get to Jamaica all of a sudden it has to be this ridiculous half Trini sounding mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not apologizing for that half Trini yeah. sounding rubbish yeah. that, that's just Kurt, it's not no, it's I, not I, us I, I didn't want to bring this up and t- let, let me know if we should cut this when I saw Luke Cage season 2 mm-hmm. and, and that first Jamaican scene happened <laughs> Bro, I can't my heart it. just Bro, fell bro, in I a can't deep, unconditional, unconditional way. Was there a Trini accent in? Look, the there, thing there, about there, it, it was, it was a, it was a, wait, it was, it was a, it was a Trans Caribbean accent. It was a, there was the Trini, only there was person Barbie I have any forgiveness the, the for is the guy who played, is the guy who played Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he, he was okay, bad. but like everybody but around I'm him. I'm sorry, was, I'll yeah. call it out, man. Like his, his, and grant you, I didn't work with these people. I worked on the Jamaican stuff, obviously. Um, again, proud of all the Jamaican people who got to be a part of that. But Bushmaster had a right hand man, the brother. That yeah. was, oh my God. Yeah. I've been trying to find the scene in Luke Cage just to use it as an example for years. The, the scene where Luke is holding the dude over the, mm-hmm. the, the, the edge of the roof right. and starts counting down. And like he's like, you know, five, four. And the guy says like, three, two, <laughs> bumble, clap, one, or whatever. Oh my God. It, ooh. Yeah. Hands down, the worst so thing I have ever heard. Why do they keep that I mean, so, I think, like, I think the they, they don't think Americans can accept actual politics. because it's still Dude, not it's like standard like American dialogue, like speech that they're they're portraying. It's not. It's, it's not easy to be. It's just not Jamaican. So I don't because they take it as trope. a given that people can't understand us, yeah. and then they, they here's the thing. They also don't understand the fact that we're sitting here as four Jamaicans right now. We have no reason. No, but what I'm saying is we have no reason to speak standard English as such. But here we are having this conversation. Mm -hmm. This is how we speak. Mm -hmm. Yes, if I'm speaking to a different demographic, a different audience, yes, it's going to switch up on stuff, of course. But at the same time, it's like, you know, a Puerto Rican person in New York who's going to be speaking bare English and then they stub their toe and all of a sudden it becomes, I'm here. You know what I mean? It's... It is what it is, and there's different. Super Exactly, bro. But there's there's levels to it. I also think like, a lot of people feed into that that stereotypical accent that isn't truly Jamaican, but remi- like reminiscent of Jamaican. Yeah. Like we Sebastian all blame the Crab, Cool Runnings. Uh, like yeah. Sebastian the Crab, for example. That and I think that the film industry plays on the fact that that is like the trope that like everybody thinks is so funny and and yeah. like uh, it's, like they, they feel like it's. It's catchy. I don't know how to explain. It's like it's already there. Well, it's yeah, there's, there's an they idea. Don't care about cultural thing that's not our culture. Yeah, they don't yeah, care yeah, about, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Lauren, like when when New Yorkers think they're hearing Jamaican, they're hearing four generations of Americans with uh, with Jamaican parents. Exactly. Yeah. Blending. Exactly. They think that exactly. is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so you have to th- even think of that level. But of it's it. like whose responsibility is it then to have accurate representation? No, of but it's ours culture. to fight for it. It's absolutely because, our, our job to but fight can for that. We, like you are in the industry and you work with international people. Well, in Canada, we just did in Bob Marley One Love. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and and that, shout out to Champion again. Champion on Netflix was like one of my favorite things to work on. Right. Um, those guys, the whole story is about a Jamaican family or like a Jamaican heritage family in England. 
And in episode six, you know, somebody has passed away in episode five and they come down to Jamaica. Yeah. So the whole of episode six is, is in Jamaica. They had no qualms mm -hmm. about just representing us. What Everybody was either Jamaican, Jamaican adjacent, some kind of African who right. loves Jamaica. Right. There were like three white people on that whole crew and every one of them, one of them was the gaffer, um, Charlie Cox, who worked on Yardie. Mm. And not to be mistaken for the dude that plays Matt Murdock. On that. <laughs> I was I was gonna say you're going from Luke Cage to talk about Car Charlie Cox. No, 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 so you gotta no. clarify. So there's a gaffer named Charlie Cox, right. and he's Defender like one of the coolest dudes. But at the same time, he came down here for Yadi and just completely fell in love with the island. So I mean, he's you know this this white dude who's he may as well just have citizenship at this point. <laughs> um, but Champion made no apologies about yeah. you know coming oh, down and being so like, oh, let's not. That's mm. a whole different part. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> cut that part out. I think so champion was great. Yeah. I think we I also need... The, um, Asian-looking woman, that's all I know about Black Cake. And it's, the, the, the imagery was beautiful. Like, the shots were cool with mm -hmm. the water. But I, don't, I haven't watched it. So here's the thing. Like, regardless of whichever production it is, it's, it's good to remember, though, that it's not about... Whether we're talking about a Black Cake, a champion, a Millie Black, whichever... Um, it's not about the actors at the end of the day when we talk about the accents because I feel that a lot of actors that I've met, that I've worked with... They want to come down here and do a very good job. And that yeah. includes people that I met from overseas on Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. yeah. But at the same time, it's also about the production company mm -hmm. wanting to, having first of all, having the respect to yeah, exactly. make it authentic. Wanting to make it authentic. And then putting the money towards things like a that cultural coaches, advisor, yeah. a dialect coach, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of them just feel like they can get away with, you know, like, why whatever. Why would you want to? As a filmmaker, I don't understand why you would want because, to. Because a lot of the time, they can get away with it. Like, it's, there's, there's, it's like because, certain, Lauren, realistically, no one's going to tell them, we're not going to let you shoot. The, I have rent to pay. I'm not in a position to shut down a shoot yeah. anyway. But I mean, I'm not going to walk off of a shoot because someone's accent is idiotic. I'm just going to be like, well, you know, I'm just going to cork is, my ears. I don't understand why it's not worth it to them to, to make sure that that... Because Jamaica is so culturally potent as, as a place... Um, a, a, as a historical, just um, like everything about Jamaica is just iconic. I, Why would you not want to put in I that could sort be of person I could be off base, I'll admit this, but I personally believe sometimes that it's simply because we're not there. Mm. When you are going to represent, say, Puerto Ricans, when you're yeah. going to represent uh, Chinese people, when you're going to represent whoever, you have a bag of them all around you right there in your country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, the best part of New York for me is Chinatown. You know what I mean? So it's like, and you have Puerto Ricans and Dominicans everywhere in New York. Mm -hmm. You can't make something in New York and then have Spanish-speaking people and it doesn't sound like the, the sort of mm -hmm. authentic it should. And if it's even a little bit off, because that stuff does happen, it's not just Jamaicans who go through this, mm -hmm. but that stuff does happen, mm -hmm. but then it causes a riot afterwards. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And people are up in arms. We're not there. And in fairness, I also don't feel like the diaspora... I mean, if they do make a fuss, you know, it's not you know enough, a little bit of cussing on the website we shall not mention. Not and aside from that, though, that's about and, it. And you know what I don't appreciate is that like filmmakers wa are, want to dip into the deep resource that is Jamaican culture and impact by using references in their work, but they don't care to give it the respect to make sure that it's being accurately represented. They're totally okay with the tropes being the thing mm -hmm. that catches their attention they, and don't care about they, the actual... Because they use Jamaica for the, like, for the exotic tourist it feels board like aspect of it like, at the end way, of the day. It feels like... 
okay, so we're so cool, but like you can't even show us like some damn respect. You're giving a Trini accent when that's not how we talk here. Yeah. But you want to like put this in your. Lauren, sometimes movie. it sounds the same to the to the to the producer. Yeah, yeah, and that oh, is what dear. you hear a lot of. That well, is what I mean, you speaking of producers, of. I think one of the big reasons why Bob Marley One Love had such an intent towards making the accents authentic is because Brad Pitt just wanted to apologize for Meet Joe Black. That's true. That's and, true. And that's, 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 that's the elephant in the room. We, on the we have to, we have to address that. You know, yeah. like he, he was like, hey, listen, whole of Jamaica, I'm sorry for saying I really like that. Right. Here is an authentic Bob. Yeah. 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 We're going to tell you so you can't go and you want to stay. Jesus. No, we're going to tell you so you can't stay and you want to go. No, I'm not evil. That scene go. has been coming around a lot recently because of right. his production Damn, of this How long movie? did you have that joke in your pocket? Um, <laughs> <laughs> last 10 minutes, not going to lie. I've been waiting to say it. Yeah. You well, know, Loie Kelly, who plays opposite him, had pointed out years ago though, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Meet Joe Black that um, they were originally, it, it was thanks, it, it was going to be worse sure. if it wasn't for her okay. because originally his character was going to be called something along the lines of like voodoo or whatever like it was it was it right. was Haitian because right, you know right, every, right. everybody knows yeah. that there's no difference between Haitians and Jamaicans right. so, <laughs> um, you know the accent so I mean Pato, Pato Wycliffe John and, is actually Bob Marley's great grandson exactly you know Pato French Creole what difference does it make yeah. you know what I mean so it's all niggas to me baby so, <laughs> so the reality is that it was written very much with more of a Haitian lean to it and it mm-hmm. wasn't until she who is very Jamaican, mm-hmm. turned he around and Brad said, and, was like, oh, and said you... yeah, and to the director, and to the producers, I went, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not how this goes. Yeah. So, And you know, when, Brad, when a Jamaican woman talks to you like that, you fucking listen. listen. Exactly. Yeah. So in fairness, maybe Brad, maybe Brad's, you know, French Creole was on point. And suddenly Kirk, he got Kirk, swung Kirk, to Patois. Well. He was fresh off the interview with a vampire set. Exactly. Exactly. And then somebody suddenly went, he got a curve. Oh, wait, what? Right. You know, yeah. so, so, yeah. Um, I, I see Damien's wrapping up face. No, no, no. <laughs> is this my, do I have a wrap up face? You have a wrap up face. Yes. Right? I don't even know Damien, that face. Damien, Damien, Damien. <laughs> Damien, Damien, Damien. Damien, Damien. Damien, Damien. Damien, how, how long have we been doing this podcast, baby? It was light outside when I came here. That's when your wrap up face happened. No, well, I will look at the time on the thing and I'm just like, because he's the one who has to edit. That's it. Oh, Kurt. He goes, Jesus Christ. Good guest. Yeah, no, I just, I see the makings of an episode there already, but if, you know, the talking goes on. You got some real good shit, man. I did have some good shit, yeah. Yeah, you have lots of options. I'm, I'm going to cut out any time Kurt sounds like he's like, let me not say this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a career to uphold. Uh, um, go I ahead. I mean, like, you know, I, I assume several people in the Jamaican diaspora will go, oh, look, a One Love podcast. I'm mm-hmm. going to click the button. So yeah. you probably give them a nice episode. You can actually go on Instagram just to share this episode just because, you know, I'm really bad about it. Lauren, you're going to advertise for us? Mm. I mean, oh, I, that's, that's I, so I'm trying Lauren, to be off social Lauren, media. I, because I'm coming, I, I'm making, I don't want to talk too much about it here, but I have intentional things to do on social media. Okay. And right now I'm just like looking at people's stories and that's a waste of my freaking time. Sure. So I am mm. so I will just, I will go on just to post. So I deleted the apps from my phone and everything. So okay. Like, You're committed to I'll commit to this because this was good. I had a really great time, by mm. the way. I'm, uh, thanks you guys for inviting me. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Anytime no you respiratory illness to no speak of at the end of this. Nice okay. Okay. Well, don't talk to my mom. She's actually sick. But, um, but um, yes, if you had in, you had something else to say? Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Me? You, Final you, thoughts? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not... I'm, well, like, like I've been looking at my notes trying to figure out a way to say I mean... Like, is, that, is, that, is that what you're trying to if, if you have something to say, say it. <clears throat> this is my reading my notes voice, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, Top Gun Pictures implies that there's going to be more movies. So I last mean... week on our Valentine's episode, you had asked me, who do I want to play Vibes Cartel? Mm-hmm. And I have, oh your, I have your answers for you now. Okay. Act one, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya Got it. as two. Vibes Cartel. Uh-huh. Act one. Daniel Reaching Kaluuya. into my pocket. Act two, Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. Act three, Holding Jesse Williams. Who? Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams? Act three, okay. yeah. I'm dead serious yeah. right now. That's, that's, that's my pitch. Wow. That's my pitch. That's my pitch. I think Lakeith is an inspired choice. Okay. For no, vibes Cartel. You know yeah. that um, with acting and casting, they actually care about how you look. Lakeith. Kind <laughs> Lakeith. Of, Lakeith. Lakeith could Lakeith has Lakeith a Jesse Williams and Daniel look like Vibes Cartel. Like he's, play, in, he's playing chubby black cartel. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, are we prepared for the backlash when like cartel isn't played by a Jamaican though? Like again, like this is just well, going to be a I thing. Mean, there's, like there's every no, movie that Tough no Gun Pictures puts out will just purposely cast Ziggy. Ziggy himself will right. purposely cast yeah. a non-Jamaican. Well, Ziggy's writing the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's writing the script, he's writing the script. And 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 you know, sitting on my yeah. shoulder. Yep, 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 yep. I appreciate your casting, man, but I think you hit the nail on the head last time where it's just cartel should play himself of all ages. Okay. Yeah. Current, current. I mean, no votes of confidence for Licka Addy because I mean, at the end of the day, he looks just like him. So, you know, that's all it well, really you know, takes, you right? you always look to the children first. I'm the, yeah, of course. I mean, like, that's, he, he looks true. like him and that's all that's it takes to act in the film. So, right, yeah. you know, yeah. So, I, I mean, we're, listen, we're going to have a, a worldwide casting process. We're right, exactly. Absolutely, so, absolutely. But and if Ziggy decides... Paramount is knocking on the door for the cartel yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give really it time. Everyone, or is this conjecture? This is conjecture. It's not going to make a cartel movie. No? I, would I mean, that'd be amazing. I this idea is going to hit somebody's ears and bits on this podcast. I know I often say we don't do bits, but every now and again, yeah, oh, okay. we do. We do a few. You bits. know, I'm very easy to. I'm, I'm very gullible person. It's very easy to. My friends used to make a joke. They're just like, Lauren, guess what? And tell me something absolutely ridiculous, and I just be like, really? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got Lauren. You know, you can't find gullible in a dictionary. I can't find what gullible in a dictionary. Am I supposed to get that? No, it's, it's not actually a real word. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's yeah. not actually a you know real what? word. I want to get a dick. You know what? I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was so easy. I got my cousin to do I that. It's not work since prep school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my cousin to do that at UWE. Yeah. To, to look into a dictionary for gullible. I need a bodyguard to protect me from people that are taking advantage of my gullible nature. Yeah, and also a mask. Well, like, when you get EGOT, so... you can afford a bodyguard. Yeah, when I get my EGOT, I'm, I'm working. I'm actually, Kurt, I actually would like your advice on some filmmaking things I want to do. I just got my mm-hmm. my stuffs and I don't know much. I'm teaching myself everything. I got DaVinci Resolve as my first. Because I don't want to pay for Adobe Good yet because I don't know it yet. So I'm like, I got a Skillshare course and I'm working, but they can give me some shot ideas. Well, Good that's course. all. Good that's course. what we're here for, Moving Man. I'm just putting artists together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you to the artists who joined us this week Lauren thank you the amazing natural actress that you are Kurt thank you for coming on Uh, I had a feeling that you would be good on a mic but um, you you really surpassed expectations so thanks for your dropping in knowledge lots of 300 people (laughs) (laughs) no but thank you for dropping the knowledge and and bringing the laughs uh, yeah man anytime thanks Thanks for having me Bam thank you for being here as always you you, you want one final thought sure go ahead Um, this is actually my from my lovely girlfriend, she pitched that there should be a, in the vein of Baz Luhrmann v. Sofia Coppola, mm-hmm. there should be like, he did Elvis and Sofia did Priscilla. Okay. She was pitching. Oh, you want a Rita? She was, she was pitching a Rita movie. Yeah. No, I, 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 I really enjoyed this pitch from her, but I was also just like, okay, realistically, you're not getting the blessing of the family to do this. Oh, no. Absolutely not. No, no, no. So you're going to have to just invent characters eerily similar mm-hmm. to like this thing. So I said, your script is, is going to involve two characters called 
Rob Jarley and Sita. Mm. So you can so you can go ahead and make as 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 quickly like 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 uh thirty rock style the Janice drop like drop Janice drop drop like type movie. You can go ahead and do that. Yeah. And like it would work. Do make it as dark or or truthful or honest, whatever whatever they sanitize, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. And that can be a movie. But like let's hope this thing I mean it is already blowing up. It's a good movie, it's making money. Let's hope, like, two years from now, whoever or Sophia Coppola is will come up and be like, hey, guys, I got a great idea for you. Yeah. And we can do it. Well, I mean, uh, on top of that, I will just say, I would like if they made more movies based on Jamaican icons. Yeah. Um, I was hardcore pitching at the Yellow Man movie. Oh I, I was so, Do you I was remember so meeting Yellow Man, guys? Is so, like, that I will never like forget. That was one of the best, best, nights, one of the best yeah. nights. Like, the man told me, I, I remind him of, what, Christmas morning. Oh the man, man said, skirt. the man said, you, you are just like, I was like, Yellow Man. He was just like poeticizing my presence, you know. Me and Lauren were at like some random little, like a jam band thing. Yeah. And then like, my friend happened to be hanging out with Yellow Man today, and he just came, and he's just like, oh, you guys just play music here? We're so like, cool. yeah, anybody can just go on stage and just get up. Yellow Man mm-hmm. was like, hmm, interesting. And 15 minutes later, he just got up on stage, and we all got a free Yellow Man concert. That's and great. he was Fantastic. so gracious, like as somebody with his status, you know, he was just, um, he was just like, he was just like, Kindest man. Like, yeah. Kindest you got a you got a twenty minute Zungu Zeng that like <laughs> we like lost our voices shouting and singing, but it was really great. I want somebody to tell me I remind them of Christmas morning. Yeah, he was just like, you're like, I need like someday, stars Christmas. in his eyes. Someday, like, someday. No, it was Christmas, the man said. Like, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Lauren, we appreciate you bringing your holiday chair in the time you yeah, come around. I didn't have much, but this is like I'm into the new year. That's like I'm like taking the the, the, the making up for it. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all can find this podcast wherever podcasts can be found: Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, all them places there. SoundCloud. Type in movie my name in Google. Ca- type in movie my name in Google. We got that you. SEO down pat. Are there any free platforms you can listen to this? All I of the platforms. Sp- Spotify ain't free. SoundCloud, SoundCloud is free. Apple oh. podcast is free. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have Spotify, I, so it's I, fine for me. But Damon, last night I went to um, uh, there was a, a sort of a German film showing. Uh huh. Uh, last night I went to it. And so I was doing my networking thing where okay. I was like, oh, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, da, 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 da. You know, I have to be now friendly with them. And uh, there is such a delight in my eyes watching somebody go on Spotify and type in movie M. And yep. then we come up and like, right mm, fucking got it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you guys have a great name? Like, we do. I really yeah. love um, names. <laughs> to the point. Real, real self-explanatory. Yeah, no, but it's just like great. Like you look at it and like with who designed the, 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 the logo with the orange that and was the white. Yeah. I think it's really, really great. I understand I, the br- what I, you did. Like I, got so the, I got the music. Damon made the image. It, we, just, it just we, makes we, sense. We sh- we I, sent, I sent Bam the music and then this is the first, only time I ever like spoke to uh, his girlfriend Merv and she just sent a voice note Roasting my music selection, yeah. and then he can sent I, the other yeah, thing. Damon had an original track, and she's like, "Well, no, I, don't do I it." Can I interview you guys one day, just because I feel like I have a lot to ask? You okay. can, but I've we done, can do that at another time yeah, no, yeah, after I wrap up this podcast. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Damian Michael Movies, on Twitter and Instagram. Bam, where can I find you? You can find me at uh, what's that? Uh, Twitter, I believe it's called. Yeah, um, flat Bammy at Twitter and Instagram was taken on. Instagram. Uh, Kurt, you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, yeah where can people, uh, you can find Kurt in the Instagram comments. Costing all people for saying Ziggy wrote a movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, drunkenmonk underscore J-A. Drunkenmonk underscore J-A. 
It is also, you know, the tattoo, which oh, okay. you totally can't see. Yeah. On, you know, but yeah. That's uh, and, and Lauren is off the socials, well, as she said, 50 times. Well, you can go on times. my TikTok. It's Lauren Storm. I have my music stuff there. But Look for I the don't ghost really, of Lauren social media. The ghost media. of Lauren social media. <laughs> Until, but Lauren Storm. All right, cool. Well, we are out. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, go watch Bob Marley One Love. What was what, what we doing after this? Um, I think oh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill's after oh, this. Because this, this this is out. Right this is out the twenty seventh. Oh, we'll oh I'll be here it. for Kill Bill because I love Tarantino. No. He's one of my favorite directors, and he's and I love Kill Bill. Well, whatever we're doing next, tune into the next movie, man. Then and we'll see you on or you listen to us. Um, you can go on my so you can go on my Instagram or blog. Like if you don't want to follow me on Twitter, fine, I'm horrible. But like, um, look on my Twitter page and my pin tweet is always on the next. The next selection. See you. Bye bye.